Hello and welcome to Metrospective, the mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Miles Singer Z. I'm Tooch. I'm Devin, and today we're talking about Cubics, robots for everybody. <laughs> that is the perfect world that the E Day desired out of humanity, and they finally got it right. Of at, at one of the one of the cycles, they finally nailed it. It was Cubics all along. Uh, just from the top, we're just gonna say, please, if you haven't listened to the other E Day on episodes, please listen to those first. And more, most importantly, please watch Edeon, but at the very least, watch... <laughs> listen to our previous Edeon episodes. And at the very, very, very least, watch Armored Trooper Votons. <laughs> yes! And it goes without saying to also watch Gundam 0079. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about a contact for, like, less than five minutes? Just to get it out of the way? Um, because I'm not even going to add it in uh, the title of this episode. No, yeah. it's It was definitely the... The, the worst the worst example of previously on I've ever seen like technically at least one scene from every major beat was there <laughs> but the way they played out in front of you uh <laughs> it, it's only like worth watching for maybe like the the 15 minutes of new footage yeah there is some new footage that's that's about it I'd say it works pretty well as a double feature with uh be invoked but yeah. Otherwise, it's not a substitute for the series, and it's not even I mean, really that good yeah. of a recap. Yeah, it, it it misses a lot. Like if you really have to in a pinch, like you like you want your friends to watch Edeon, and you're like, I only have them here for in my in my room where they can't leave for the length of two movies. <laughs> I gotta make it count. <laughs> I get it. I mean, to be fair, be invoked might be enough to make somebody watch the series. That's true. But, like, um, I wouldn't recommend doing most, it that way. Mostly, don't recommend it that way, but if somebody but if somebody comes up to you and goes, and goes, hey, uh, if I watch the TV series, Edeon, the movie, the movie will make sense, right? You lie. You lie and tell them yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's a contact. We talked about that for maybe a minute. Um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to go s- just dive straight into the synopsis and then talk? talk or do you want to do what we usually do and just meander for like an hour then talk about it i mean there's really no new i mean you usually meander on the broader picture and everything and 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 like and and like i don't know maybe maybe start with some trivia about the film's production if there's anything Uh, i don't know too much about the this film's production honestly uh Mm -hmm. i know that it, it came out right in the wake of the i think the final gundam movie uh, it was about a like eight or so months after Edeon was canceled, so these came mm-hmm. out fast. And I guess we can talk about the production values, though. And this movie looks really good. It does. I I described it at the time because like the original footage is from like what like early like when did the show nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's the perfect I it's it's the perfect like like best evidence that like history is not neatly divided into chunks of eras where they like wake up one morning and say, "Well, it's time to be in this era now." We're in the 80s with this now. culture. So this so like n- now now I want to watch more like early 80s, like late 90s or pro- like that sweet spot. I want to find out what anime movies came out in specifically 1981 because that is Watching them go back and forth between old footage from a year ago and new footage even now, especially with a movie budget, it's so obvious that the 70... You can see, it's it's the missing link. It's the... Devin, this is the missing link. Between the 70s missing link and between, 80s anime. 
Yes, because 70s anime is on, like, you know, because it comes from so many Western comic book and Disney Disney roots, you know, obviously it still has a lot of, like, the anime design tropes, but in terms of, like, anatomy, everything was honestly fairly proportioned. You didn't get any how-to-draw-manga eyes outside of the super chibi landscapes for a minute. Which I don't think even like, existed yet. Yeah, probably not. Maybe in some level, who could say, but... I mean, Astro Boy, you know, the first one. Um, but, but, he, but, like... Like, you know, like, yes, like, uh, every, there's a lot of anime hair going on and different technicolors, but in terms of, like, if, if you just, like, n nude pin-up dolled this, like, dress-up dolled these, 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 just, like, so they're, they're just silhouettes, it's like, yeah, okay, they're this many heads high, they're this shoulder length, they have, like, th th their cranial proportions are, f like, fine, pretty much. The proportions are a little more like, realistic than in, uh, than in 0079, but that just might be differences in character designers. But, like, I would honestly say even, like, 0079, at the very least, you know, with all these people who think, like, anime, quote-unquote, is an art style, like... Well, those people mean that early... they think anime is just Akira Toriyama. Yeah, um, or, like, Pokemon. Like, and, and, and so I, th I think this is, this, this is proof that, like, they stem from the same core arts foundations. Like, art, like, art 101 will always be art 101, especially when you're talking about, like... A like drawing, posing, and animating human figures. I mean, yeah, like totally. The found, the, the found, yeah, so it's like this. I think that's proof that like they they came from because it's like you know, uh, Japan's like th this early anime is the equivalent to fucking like Johnny Quest and Scooby Doo and shit, which have a lot of the same but like budgetary hangups, but still have strong designs. Um, All the Hanna Barbera and, stuff. And, you know, and and you know what? Guess where those were actually produced? Japan. Yep. The Scooby Doo's original character designer was a Japanese like anime artist. That's bonkers. I didn't even know that. Have you? Yes. There's like there's like somebody posted like the original original concept sketch for them, and it's clearly the same art style. But because it's drawn and not restricted to Hanna Barbera budget, they like are posed and like they have like they they look great. They look better. They look they have like personality in their stances, and it's really weird. It's 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 very um, uncanny valley, but in the reverse, uh, where they look more alive than they should. I, I remember like uh, thinking that like Hanna Barbera animation, how they reuse walk cycles and run cycles for everybody, kind of reminds me of like sprites in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this this movie just looks phenomenal. There's uh, there's they pretty much use about eighty percent of episode thirty nine. But then other mm -hmm. than that, it's all, like, even then, they, like, I'd say even less, like, like 60% of episode 39. Because everything mm. after and before is completely original animation. And, like, I thought Encounters in Space looked really good, but this this blows Encounters in Space out of the water from, like, just a, a, a visual standpoint. Very much so. And, uh... I, I always think that, like, I wish Tomino made more movies in his career, as you said. Like, at, like all the, like, Char's Counterattack is phenomenal, and I'd put it on the same, like, I'd have to see Char's Counterattack again in, in, in proper context. And, like, I'll need to compare them, because I, I, I will have biases as being, of being like, you know, a Universal Century Gundam fan. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it just as isolated works, I, I want to try to compare Be Invoked and Char's Counterattack because they do a lot of, they try to do a lot of the same things. And I want to, and I, I think that'd be an interesting discussion. F91 is a technical marvel. That movie is a phenomenal visual treat, but 
because of production problems and studio interference and other bullshit that we we've talked about uh off mic uh we'll get into when we eventually get to gundam f91 in more detail but uh tomino originally planned it to be a series in the middle of writing episodes they in the middle of writing episodes they decided hey tomino you know what made a lot of money charles counterattack so how about we make this a movie instead so it's just like it's like a malformed like combination of the script of the first 13 episodes with a really rushed conclusion yeah so i wish tomino made more movies because i thought you only you know like aside from the gundam films i can't think of any other films he's made uh yeah i guess everything i can think of is actually an ova yeah because like wings of rain was an ova uh well i guess he's making the g reco movies right now Oh yeah, 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 and I'm very, I'm very excited good. when we get to get to those. I'm waiting for. Did, didn't the, did the did the first one come out yet? Yeah, the first one's already out. What, what do people think of it? Uh, I have not heard much, but I've heard from what I've heard, it's positive, I... and there are already like numerous differences between it and G Reco. Also, That's it's blowing good. my mind that he's doing five of them. I hope he kept the scene where he poops. <laughs> um. But we wa- we watched this movie together. We did, and I, I wanted to. I made did, yeah. I made it a point to because I wanted to hear your your play by play reactions to this film that I've wanted you to see for years. I, I yeah, that was really fun. Did did this movie hold up to the expectations of me hyping it? Um, because I tend to overhype things. I think it was more of a lateral hype. Uh, it was a different hype, but it was the same level. If that makes sense. Yeah, did, did it? Like I, you. You you know you did you did your job you 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 pitched this thing you made me want to watch it um but like y- y- this film is so many things there's a lot you left out of the pitch oh yeah because I there is some stuff I still wanted to hear you <laughs> react to and like we're gonna just get the memes aside like yeah like spoilers going forward from this exact moment so you've been warned but uh. Fucking... Also, like, content warning. Yeah, content, content warning. warning. for, like, the, the violence and death of, like... Yeah. Like, w- w- like women and children. Yeah, if you... If you um, and, like, and men, but, like, you know. If, if you were upset by... This is a horror movie. Like, the, I... This is straight... Like, this... I've always kind of teased that idea in my head, but... Like, upon this rewatch, be invoked as a goddamn horror movie. Like, I wouldn't call it a I want, horror I, series. This is a horror movie. Yeah, no... It, like I, I I talked about it. Um, no, I um I I said that if the, that if Edeon in the weird alternate universe where Gundam was getting a live action move or Edeon was getting a live action Hollywood movie instead of Gundam, I would want I would want it to be pitched as like Edeon by way of Event Horizon. <laughs> I'd I'd watch that. And, yes, just like they're just like they're they're trapped in space with like running. And they're stuck in this machine that they hate and fear, and 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 it is and it is the end of them. Yeah. Um. This this is end of Edeon or uh, Edeon Fire Walk with Me or it's you know what this actually has a lot of similarities with Serenity. We made that joke while watching it. That this has the same kind of like lateral dark like movement that you know uh, Firefly had to Serenity, but Edeon was already darker than Firefly, so like. It's the same jump in darkness, but, like, Edeon's jumping from a much higher, like, diving board than, say, like, Serenity. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but as you even said that, like, when I watched Serenity, I turned to my 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 ex and I, I said to her, like, "Holy shit, this is just Firefly be invoked." It really is, and, and it comes, you know, not to, to like honestly, like I e- even bef- even before. Uh, the popular the popular culture pretty much through Joss Whedon in the trash because he has spo- he has gone past his expiration date. Um, uh, I was lukewarm on Firefly. I remember watching it in like the like like twenty. It was probably like 2013, 2014. Like I I was just like had nothing to do one day and I just watched Firefly. I mean you you can watch all of Firefly and Serenity in like an afternoon. Yeah, and then I watched it. I watched the series and then I was like, huh. Well, uh, honestly, you know what my takeaway was? They really thought they had a second season, huh? My takeaway was that Joss <laughs> Whedon really liked Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop. That's true. I wish it was half that cool. Like there were the like, there's so much in that that is like shot by shot. Like, oh, that's just the first episode of Outlaw Star. God, I I want to do Outlaw. Star. We will do Outlaw Star yeah. before we do Cowboy Bebop. That's for sure. Oh. Cause I, that's cause the exact, that's the exact mood I want from this show. If if that if that makes you mad, fucking good at me. Well, the, here's the I'm thing. I'm not on Twitter, I, bitch. I, I Cowboy Bebop is a better show than Outlaw Star, but there's a lot more to talk about with Outlaw Star because no one talks nope. about Outlaw Star. Everybody fuck. Everybody has has said everything that's ever gonna be said about Outlaw Star. <laughs> That's not true. I'm sure Outlaw Star, especially as time goes on, will get multiple takes from different perspectives from different fucking, like, time periods and the more cultures that watch it. Sure. But in terms of modern-day beat-for-beat internet stuff, like, the stuff we're doing, our level of critique, I would love to have the time and money to, like, deep-dive into every series we do and hire translators and, like, to, like, dig through archival shit and come up with, like, a thesis, like, do some real fucking academia? We, well, no, we live in capitalist hellscape. We have to toil, and then this is how much quality you get for the time we have left in our lives. Yeah, which I still think we, (laughs) I go out of my way, I edit these, so they they take me as long as I have to listen to the entire thing. Yeah, um, but, um, yeah, exactly. It's, It's, like, regardless of what we do, it's still labor. But uh, that being said, that is my defense for <laughs> why I I don't care if we ever do Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> just watch. It's good. Yeah, it's, just, cow- it's great. Go watch it. Like if what we did Cowboy you, Bebop, it would just you need us to say about it. Would it would be like a one episode. We wouldn't do like two on Ed's it. It's cool. Ed, like every like character's Ed. great. It's every episode <laughs> is great. It's just it's a near flawless series. It's just great. I like the I like the crate. I like the. Assassin bouncy man, he's he's creepy. Fuck him. I love that. I love that episode. Yeah, that episode's I great. Like one, That's the best like episode of Cowboy Bebop. I like when the fridge is alive. I like when it's, and I like that the fridge showed up in space, Dandy later. That's that the entire episode. The entire sh- like, if we did a Cowboy Bebop episode, it would just be both of us mm-hmm. saying, "Man, you know that thing in the show? That was great." It would just be us listing everything in Cowboy Bebop and saying it's good, and just to watch it because if, it's good. Yeah, if that's if that's the kind of shit you want to hear, go listen to season one. <laughs> go listen to our pre-Moon Wars stuff. <laughs> um, oh my god! So without further ado, let's let's dive into this hell movie.
God, honestly, my brain is so scrambled, but all I remember from the opening sequence at the moment until you remind me is that I, I turned to my microphone because I couldn't turn to you in the meat space and just go like, this film is immediately challenging me. Oh yeah, because the first thing you see is Kitty Kitten. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the yes. uh, the opening the pre credit the opening credit the pre credit scene? <laughs> oh, uh, written by Cosmo. <laughs> written by Cosmo Yuki. <laughs> Writ- written and directed by Cosmo Yuki. Okay, so the movie opens right, and there's like war, and it's like, and then and then Kitty Kitten's there. My my ex girlfriend who didn't break up with me. She's my ex because she's dead, but she didn't break up with me anyway. Kitty's there. <laughs> it, it actually is, and I I'm looking super cool, and she's like, Cosmo, you're so fucking cool. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I so. It it shows some stock footage from um I think like episode twenty se- like uh, I want to say like twenty four or twenty five during from like I think it's like when Ka- when uh, Bess is arguing with the guys from Carl to be like please help us at all yeah and Bess was there doing nothing as <laughs> usual waiting for me to save the day but then you cut it like smash cuts to new animation and like Cosmo and like Kitty are like walking side by side and she like leans on Cosmo and then you turned to me and said that didn't fucking happen <laughs> she, she's like all up on me she like can't get enough of my steez and then suddenly it cuts to um like her and some of the orphan kids running and Cosmo's like, Kitty, get down! And there's this big explosion. And the movie just starts with like it's a close-up of Cosmo in like horror and like reflected in his visor, you see like Kitty's decapitated head fly across the fucking screen and like Which is not even remotely how she died. It's not. And then he li- then he literally like it's him like in space and he poses only- and screams <gasps> like, Damn you, Buff oh Clan! Devin, Devin, do you know why it's like that? Do you know why that? Do you know why they got Kitty Kitten's death wrong? Because this is Cosmo's fantasy. Because Cosmo wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't. Cosmo didn't see her die. That is a hundred percent his own personal like dreamscape. Him th- thinking about Kitty Kitten. He couldn't see her die, so he just came up with the most horrible, fucking terrifying thing the Buff Clan could have done to her. And uh, I like I like that this is called the Edeon, not Space Runaway Edeon. The no, Edeon. No, it's not about the fuck, fuck, fuck the Space Runaways. There's no running anymore. The, uh, There's ju- there is only the Edeon. The opening credits are really good as it shows because like the invoke, uh, a contact only covers like up to when they get to the moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kitty Kitten's not even fucking in that movie, which is why it sucks. But uh. So this kind of catches up on, like, you know, episode 38, uh, they cut the planet in half, GJ dies, Cheryl, it, Cheryl's evolution into final Cheryl, um, and, uh, you know, Doba amassing his giant doom fleet with the uh, head of the Ome Foundation, um, Jinmu, or his, what's, what's his, his first name? His first name is Gindoro. So, uh, the first bit of this movie is pretty much episode 39. Like, this this is legitimately just the way the series probably was going to end if it got the extension to 43 episodes. You can even kind of see where... Yeah, you can absolutely, like, feel around, like, the 22 to half hour minute mark where, like, there's, like, a definitive just, like, cut 
<laughs> and then the story is about something slightly different. Yeah, like I, I think with some minor alterations, this was just the scripts of the first four uh, of the last four episodes that Tomino wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I do know, apparently, this show didn't have a big fan base, but it had a cult fan base. And mm-hmm. there was like a petition or like numerous people ma- like physically mailing letters to Sunrise asking for them to release the final four episodes. Please, Sunrise. So I think that's how the movie get- ended up getting made because they knew at least they had, you know, they had an audience. And I wonder how much of them walked out of the movie the second Kitty Kitten's head fl- got blown off. There's this great, like going going back to Serenity because this, this remind like that like thinking about people leaving the theater in Idion reminded me of this specific uh, anecdote about uh, Serenity's premiere um, from a, a much a much more a much better and who puts more research into their shit than us uh, uh, art like media mostly film criticism uh, Mikey Newman um, longtime collaborator with a uh, Chris Straub of uh, Chainsaw Suit stuff love that guy. Um, yeah, my yeah, I I I I happened upon Mikey Newman because they co-hosted a podcast for for a short time. Uh, they pretended to be morning zoo radio hosts. It was the shit. Um, and uh, then he he got his own YouTube channel uh, called Film Joy, and like he's doing a really he's he's arguably more famous doing that now than he ever has been doing anything with Chris. Um, but. Uh, he he talked about Serenity and like I watched his video on it because he is actually he is he was a big like Firefly fan and like and he went to he gave an anecdote about how he went to see Serenity in the theaters and he was sitting next to a girl like she was like just clearly a diehard um whatever their fan base is called um and she had like that fucking hat on that what's his face wears I don't fucking know it's like a hat you know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> I think that that I don't fucking remember, but like some character has a hat, and so if you wear the hat, then they know you like Firefly, I guess. Fucking a tumbler, nice, nice shoelaces. Um, the, all that fandom horse shit. Yeah, but um, so he was sitting next to her watching the movie, and apparently, like he, she just fucking broke down psychologically slowly over the course of the film, and then like as soon as the the pilot wash dies alan t- as soon as wash dies the best character <laughs> she she literally had a fucking panic attack and like a breakdown and like her friends had to drag her out of the theater and she probably she probably to the i i wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't seen that the end of that film to this day part like i guess to me that that blows my mind because i like horrible things happening to characters i like because it, it elicits I, I commend something for eliciting that kind of a reaction out of me. Maybe, you know, and you know, again, I don't know what happened to her. Maybe she relaxed and came to have that perspective on it, probably after some minor therapy. Because I saw that I saw this movie when I was like 17 and I, I watched the mm-hmm. show because I knew of how infamous this movie was. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, and people were saying that oh, this is like a prototype for End of Evangelion, and like if you know any, I'm not gonna go into what that is if you haven't seen that because you gotta wait for that. But knowing what that means, I was like, oh, so I gotta check out Ideon now. So I, I kind of like, I, I, I like scare quotes I put up with the show mostly because I was mm-hmm. looking to to see the movie, and 
I'm sure if if what if you listen to this episode and you ignore all of our warnings like a lot of people do, you might do the That's same fine. thing. I, I I respect you for bucking our attempts at authority. Fuck the man. And like once again, like Ideon is is a rough show that eventually becomes fantastic. Like every episode like, of Ideon is like better the, than the last one, with some with some exceptions. It it's it's like you know the 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 show starts out as a lump of coal. And then after hours and hours of slow but slowly, steadily increasing pressure, by the end of it, you've got a diamond and also anxiety. Yeah, this movie gave you anxiety, <laughs> I think. A little bit. It this is this is a tense movie, and I I think that's just a testament to Tomino. Um, well, honestly, like I, I think one of the reasons it's tense, uh, and again, this has a lot to do with how media can be reinterpreted over decades through generations, and also this movie's reputation. If, yeah, that yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is eventually it got a reputation, and and now it's 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 hard it's hard to stumble upon this movie. You you kind of already have to know. Like by the time you get to be invoked, someone will have mentioned something about be invoked that's going to color your perspective of it going in. You've seen um, you've if you if you're fucked up and laugh at dark things you've seen the gif. Yeah, that 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 the gif the gif is what gave me most of my anxiety because it's like, I I trusted, I trusted that this just just knowing what it is and what Tomino is like like I trusted that even if it was gonna fuck me up, it wouldn't like actually fuck me up. You know what I mean? Like, um, because Lord knows there's films out there there's films out there that I that I won't watch, um not out of any sort of like lol, lol they're hashtag canceled but just for my own personal taste it's like i don't need to see that that's fine i'll i'll read about the good stuff that you want me to know about from watching it yeah like uh, uh, i think the perfect um, example film for me is uh is the film come and see it's a russian world war Two film that i think everybody should see once and then never would want to see again ah one of those this didn't i don't think this made it in there no this isn't it's this isn't as harrowing as as an, an ha- <laughs> but you, hmm. But you know what, Devin? Hmm. I I said to myself, well, that just means I have to watch it twice to see. And then I paused. <laughs> I like I I like this movie a lot, and I I like from an inspiration standpoint of like I don't know that I'm fucked up. I'm a fucked up person. I like fucked up shit. So like uh, that my my broken ass brain <laughs> interpreted this movie in a different way when I was seventeen, where I was like, oh shit, I'd want to make something similar to this. Um, and I, and one more thing you have in common with your hero Hideaki Anno. Yes. Um. <laughs> As you said, this, this, like, I'm pretty sure by the end of this film, the, the theater was either completely empty or dead silent, and you were like, except for Hideaki Anno, hollering. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just fucking, he has, he has whipped his shirt off and he is twirling it in the air. <laughs> fucking. He's ripped off his Ultraman colored, like, hoodie. He you know he ripped off he ripped off his he he ripped off his fucking shirt and under the shirt is a skin is a smaller skin tight Ultraman shirt. <laughs> I I love Hideaki Anno and I I can definitely see how I I made a joke. Um, I f- I feel like Hideaki Anno is the hero I could meet because I am fully aware that he's just a depressed nerd. He actually seems pretty happy, like ev- after working on Evangelion. Sure. Like Evangelion, and it's we'll get which we'll get into eventually. Yeah, it's um. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously he's doing fine. Obviously, he's living a fine life with it. Otherwise, like he probably wouldn't be doing what he's doing right now. Um, I I'd like to I'd like to hope and think he's you know actually gotten professional help and whatnot i mean like I, that's 
that's something that I, I that occurred to me was that like I think all of if not like because I I suffer from depression and mental health problems like I my my mental sure. health problems hinder my daily life like every day and uh, but it, I think it's occurred to me that like pretty much all of my favorite artists are also struggle with mental illness in some way like somebody who is completely okay would not have made this movie yeah because that because that's the real shit you know that's the shit that like who who better suited who better suited to stare into the void long enough to actually pull something out of it do you think somebody without depression could have wrote could have wrote the character of shinji no uh no (laughs) well we will never we'll never know because the hypothetical of somebody without depression even coming up with shinji even pitching shinji's arc like they wouldn't even get that far. We'll never know. Yeah. They won't ever want to do. It. Like, tr- go, who else is gonna go up to some fucking TV executive sell, trying to sell toys and look them dead in the eye and go, "I want the protagonist to fucking hate piloting robots." Or you can just Balls. pull. Or you can just pull like a Chad Tomino and just lie about what the show is about. <laughs> God. The Chad Ono and the and the slightly more Chad Tomino. So, God, I love that man. I love this old. I love this shitty old man. I I think Tomino is now like almost is up there with Ono for my favorite anime director. Mm-hmm. Like I think depending on what I've seen, if I've it depend if I've seen if Evangelion if I'd seen Evangelion within the last six months, I think Ono is my favorite director. But eat but if I watch Ideon, it suddenly becomes Tomino. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. I I have that problem with literally everything. It's like it's like oh, what's your what's your favorite blank in a category? And like it changes on a weekly basis. It just Tomino is definitely in my like my big circle of inf- of favorite. Tomino's artists. S S rank. I, I like to tier things. Yeah, Tomino's definitely you don't, you don't S rank for me. I I love mm. that I love that fucker. So, <laughs> the film they just come out like like fucking the. F- the fa- it's like the AU where we're, where we're big famous Joe Rogan like Gund- Gundam comes out with like a big franchise compilation box set of Tomino's work and on the back of the one of the Blu-rays it just says in quotes I love that fucker De- Devin <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me I would I, <laughs> I would appreciate that <laughs> please it, it's better than Tomino telling people not to buy Victory Gundam DVDs because they're terrible because apparently that happened damn but uh so the movie after mm-hmm. after the phenomenal opening credits something similar to end of evangelion there is no end credits at the end of the movie yeah which is honestly like way more of a slap in the face cuz it did still say the end like it like everything was fucking have, have has been fucking normal up until now to to bring up end of evangelion one last time or to try to one last time uh, apparently, the reason Anno wanted the credits in the middle of that film was so that, this, so that, as soon as the film ends, the lights go on and everybody has to immediately confront reality. That's fucking. That's hard as hell. Because the movie Damn, just abruptly you really ends. Really did it to him. <laughs> Which is, I think, like that's that's taking this movie's ending like a step further. But we'll get to that. God, that's like the fucking. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe the Sopranos ripped off Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
uh, we could, we pre- the opening act of this movie is very much just kind of a half reanimated take on episode thirty nine. Uh, to recap, what that is, uh, Carla is is bringing sandwiches to the engine room, and her and Jolliver get teleported to her dad's doom ship. Oopsie. Uh, they have a conversation. Uh, where she reveals that she's pregnant with Bess's child and that, you know, her child is kind of the will of the E-Day and that, you know, she's not going to let, that their people should stop fighting, otherwise the E-Day is going to destroy them. And, like, you know, they should they should be nurturing the E-Day and not, you know, angering it. And then Doba's like, that's bullshit, you're pr- I don't like the fact that you're my daughter and you're pregnant and I'm going to assume Jolliver impregnated you, I'm going to hit him with a sword. <clears throat> and then, um... They get kind of picked up by the Edeon, but instead of the the, the um, episode immediately ending with Poochie went back to his home planet, <laughs> instead of the show ending because it got canceled, it just keeps going. Where my brain pictured the fucking JoJo villain, like uh, so, uh, Poochie, <laughs> Enrico Poochie from Stone Ocean. Yeah, just like I must go now. Dio needs me. My boyfriend needs me. so yeah um uh Jolliver and Carla get picked up by the Edeon uh because Carla was like floating protected by a barrier that the that her the Ede was you know surrounding not her but her child and uh they bring them aboard suddenly we smash cut to uh like the infirmary and like a ton of solo ship dudes are just fucked up and, like, Lynn is dead, so they're down a hand. And, uh, Lada is, and the kids are, Lada and the kids are helping Rappo kind of, like, bandage up people when suddenly Cheryl just meanders in. And she just grabs Lou. And Lada's like, uh, it, uh, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, and so was I. I was just, I, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I, for real, got, like, fucking panicked mother fucking anxiety just like ha 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 real adult fear fucking patrick klepik do not watch edeon <laughs> i don't know who that is that's uh that's that games journalist he was on giant bomb for a minute the skinny guy with curly hair ah uh, patrick uh, um yeah he's 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 been a dad for a couple years and it comes up sometimes on waypoint where he's at now <laughs> don't watch edeon and like lada's about to be like cheryl what are you doing you look manic and but but like Rappo's like a lot of people are like dying. So Cheryl like Cheryl's just like in her room like trying to feed Lou and Lou is like terrified of her because she has like dead eyes. Just saying like oh everything's gonna be fine Lou you're gonna save the entire ship it's gonna be great it's gonna be fucking great Lou. The is gonna protect us like it protected Lynn and Gijay everything's gonna be great Lou. Uh... So so we cut to Doba, the the most extra of the Buff Clan, and he's like, "All right, here's my plan. We are going to we are going to launch an attack and kind of force the Solo ship and by extension the Edeon into the path of this giant fucking comet." And Gindoro, the head of the Ome Foundation that like Daram and Gijay were a part of, he's all like, "Why don't we use the our giant doom weapon, the Gondoroa?" and and, like, Doba's like, I don't think we're gonna need it. I don't think we're gonna need it. It's gonna be fine. So, eventually, the, this 
the battles in this are intense. Like, they're animated spectacularly. You got Cosmo flying around later with, uh, with like, a jetpack and a lightsaber. You got all the... You have hundreds of buff clan soldiers on little, like, bug walkers. Yeah, those those extremely not... Those extremely not intimidating three-legged, weird, bouncing tr world... Fucking War of the Worlds-ass tripods. They're great. I love them. And the like, all of Doba's guys don't have the typical buff clan helmet. They have like a weird knight-shaped one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks dumb as hell. So, oh. as they're so they realize the comet's about to hit. They're in the trajectory of this comet, and they're like, "We need the Aeon gun," but like the door, the the door for it just won't open. Like something's just the 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 solo ship is just not functioning properly. And, and I think it's because, you know, someone just fucking stole Lou. So as... Yeah. Uh, so essentially, Bess is like, okay, fuck it. Just literally break a hole in the in the solo ship and grab the Aeon gun. We don't have we don't have a choice. So I think there's some... Ca I think there's some, like, you know, some collateral damage to some people in the engine room as, you know, they pull the... Ide they rip the Aeon gun out of the solo ship because they have no other choice. Yeah. And right as they're charging it up, they just see, like, Cheryl bouncing by between the Aeon's feet, and they're like, is that Cheryl? Like, what? Is that Cheryl? As she's holding, like, Lou, who's in, like, a big adult-sized spacesuit, so he's just kind of floating in, like, the head. Yeah, just, like, holding him up. And she, like, t t fucking, uh, <laughs> In, like, a great shot where it's, like, between the Aeon's legs, she's, like, holding up Lou, and she's like, Ede, I look at this innocent, perfect baboo that you will not want to get hurt. I'm I'm exposing it to imminent danger. What are you gonna do? Sure, sure would. Uh, it'd be a real shame if something happened to this baby. <laughs> it's a nice baby you got there. You know, I'd be ashamed if something would happen to it. And so, because they have really no choice to not destroy this comet, they just fire the Adeon gun, and Cheryl becomes the first casualty of this film. Yep. Well, what did, what did you think of Cheryl's death? Because I'm gonna because like. As, as you said before, a lot of the deaths in Ideon previously, even though Gijay and Lin were only kind of like the, uh, were the only real members of the solo ship, well, in Moera, to die, mm -hmm. like, they their deaths were pretty dramatic, but everybody else's death is, like, really frank, really, like, really just matter-of-fact, like, Kitty Kitten's death, just casually getting shot and dying, like, do you think that, that, do you think that persists through this film? Because I thought, I thought, like, the deaths are given a lot more weight as it goes on and on because more and more and more important sure. people start dying. And you can yeah. really feel the impacts that their deaths have. And, and I think also, like, the the, vi like the the violence is definitely, even in general, even to people who aren't, like, you know, quote-unquote important because I think that's, like, that notion, like, almost goes against the, the film's entire Oh, thesis. definitely. I'm, ju I'm just being um, oversimplified. I'm just oversimplifying no, yeah, for the you, sake of... You mean the main cast? Definitely. When when um, the main core cast that people are... Like, I was invested in everybody. I fucking love Jolliver and Moera yeah. and Bento and Techno um, and Hatari. Yeah. But I think, you know, even like the... Even like the... The, 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 de the attention to detail the battles are given. Like, every everywhere they're pointing the camera. And not just where they're pointing, but what they're choosing to linger on. What they're putting in the foreground. What they're making you pay attention to. The violence... The violence is so much the focus and like not and like in a bad and like in a bad way like you like this is upsetting and it's and it's filmed as such it's I, I remember there was i think it was right 
right around here because Cheryl, she's like blown off of the deck of the solo ship. Lou is like protected by like an E-Day force field and floats away as like Cheryl's like helmet explodes and she just dies as GJ's ghost like floats in and like pulls her soul out of her body as they're like reunited. Which is like... Yeah, they fucking, they literally just become one. And it's just like, I, I like that Tomino did that. Like, sure, Cheryl did a horrible thing right before she died, but it's just... She did that because she was broken. Like, Cheryl was yeah, gone like, at that point. Cheryl was already dead. This was her ultimate, like, yeah, she had, lo- she had lost everything. She was like, that's fine. Um, I'll just die now. But fucking... Yeah, it... Because... Because I think... You know, jumping the gun a bit, I think one of the ultimate, like mess like if you can if you can boil anything down to like a message which like you shouldn't always do but like if you had to i would say like one of them is absolutely like none of this shit matters once we're dead yeah that's yeah that's the whole that's one of that's one of the points that the many what's i feel like that's one of the many major points of this movie is just being like yeah they're all dead now so it doesn't fucking matter anymore like hey maybe it shouldn't matter now so, Carla, uh, after I get no one really even acknowledges Cheryl's death, which is the coldest shit. <laughs> yeah, base. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not surprised. Like Bess at one point is just like, "Where the fuck is Cheryl?" And that's like it. That's it. So, like Carla, like g- grabs her stomach and she's like, "Oh my god, my baby's resonating with Lou. Like I can feel the E day, and it's like." It needs, it's like, Lou's in danger, I need to go save Lou. So Carla just dips out of the solo ship. She's wearing, like, a buff clan spacesuit, and so is Jolliver. And Jolliver's like, I'm pretty fucked up, but, like, no one's in, like, I'm gonna go check the Ideon's engine room, and I'm gonna, I'll go hang out there, because that's where I can be the most help. Because that was Jolliver's whole thing, he was always in the engine room, he's the engineer. Yeah. So Jolliver goes and does that. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna watch the E-Day on gun, because the E-Day is just not, is just acting off. It's, it's fucked. So what follows is a long, long, you know, combat sequence. I don't even want to say action, just combat, where, uh, Carla flies off looking for Lou, and, like, she's not getting shot at by Buff Clan people, because she's in a Buff Clan spacesuit. No one's like, oh, that's the traitor Carla. They can't tell. Mm -hmm. So, so she's just, I, lucky as fuck that no one's shooting at her. Cosmo goes after her because he's like, "Fuck, Carla's gonna die." There's, it's, it's chaos out there. It's war out there. It's the fucking Battle of Aboaku out there. Um, they did, they blow up the comet earlier, which was, I think, was how I think episode like forty would have ended, which is another like, oh, the stakes are higher now. Yeah, like Edeon cut, like the Edeon cut a planet in half. The, the sheer raw power of the Edeon is horrifying in this, like. People should not have that kind of destructive power. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's... <laughs> the Edeon is a horrible god of destruction, and it's terrifying. So they leave Deck as the main pilot as Cosmo jumps off, and he and like he's like, well, Ede likes, the, likes kids better, so the fact that Deck's there is fine. So he... He, they follow Carla and they get back into like the solo ship as um, they're essentially they're doing ship to ship combat at this point. Like they are actively getting people inside the solo ship. Mm-hmm. Cosmo manages to reunite with Carla and Lou, 
And oh, question I've never asked uh, for some reason: Is there that? Is there that kind of ship to ship, uh, like like jumping onto fucking fools' spaceships in war? Uh, shit in uh, fucking I almost said Battle of the Planets, Legends of Galactic Heroes. Yes. It's it's Good. it's sick and shit. it's sick in Galactic Heroes because everyone wears these giant like power armor suits that are laser proof. What? So they all fight with gigantic fucking axes. The, why? Why am I only today years old since I learned that? Dude, there's an entire like three episode sequence where they have a Death Star fight. Like two fucking Death Stars fight each other. It's sick. Galactic Heroes is amazing. Fuck. Damn. And Galactic Heroes is, like, shocking, because it's an OVA, so it can be as violent as it wants to, and it can be obscenely violent, but there'll be, like, 15 episodes without a single drop of blood. I I hate how hype I am for, like, dueling fucking Death Stars in our episode about uh, about how no one should have unimaginable power weapons of mass destructions. And, and Galactic Heroes says the same thing. Yeah, but they're way fucking cooler about it. <laughs> so, at this point, this is when this movie starts taking a turn. There, we have um, Cosmo gets shot at by by Fard and Ashura, who are now active combatants. Which I could just hear how upsetting that was to you. That, like, honestly, like that that was that more than anything else was like like legitimately tested me like i i had to like i had to take a minute like there was no like i i didn't i almost actually didn't enjoy that just because of how upsetting it was um i don't think tomino wanted you to enjoy that (laughs) that was tomino just saying look what it has come to christ yeah no i don't like it i don't want to linger on it uh tomino's like good you shouldn't like that and honestly like if you're fucking like I don't know. I, I was just in a mood. Like, like I, I could totally see plenty of people just, like, being able to, like, read what the message of that scene is and not be so viscerally impacted. Like, nothing on-screen surface level necessarily happens, but, like, it's 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 the implication of the thing. It, you have to actually, like, seriously, could, like, put yourself in that world, um, which, fuck, I guess we're in. You know what? Um... Like, I think every member of the crew of the Solar Ship hey, De- has Devin, taken don't a you life. Love, don't you... Devin, don't you love child soldiers only being fictional? I'm glad they don't exist. Yeah, right. I'm glad that's a thing that only exists in Space Runaway Edeon. <laughs> I'm glad that half the white base wasn't child wasn't technically child soldiers. God. So, Tomino loves child soldiers. No, he doesn't. I he mean, loves like, upsetting fucking... people with what he's trying to say. Man, I, I huh? I wonder why. I wonder why so many fucking uh, like sixties onwards through the decades, fucking like early anime directors of mangaka were so fucking interested in fucking national issues with weapons of mass destruction and war. I wonder why Godzilla is about why Godzilla is nuclear radiated. What's their obsession with nukes? God, the Japanese. I've legit heard people say that, and I'm just like. Are you, are, you, are you, like, dumb or are you doing a bit? Because it's not a good bit. Mm. Like, you do... Like... But, um... Fard and Ashura think that Cosmo's a buff clan, but they're like, oh no, that's Cosmo! And you've and I think you see Ashura actually shoot a buff clan soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just... Ashura's four, she just killed someone. 
Fard would be making Moera proud, as sad as that makes me. I don't think Moera would have wished this on Fard. No. No, not even Moera's that much of a fucking... of a fucking slagger. <laughs> Which is funny. Hey, kids. Don't be slagger. Don't be slagger from 0079. <laughs> One of my friends, uh, one of my friends, I, I play my mecha tabletop with. Uh, they're getting into, they're getting, they've been getting into 0079. They're into into Gundam. They're into Zeta now. But when they first watched uh, 0079, honestly, the the thing they're most mad about is just the existence of Slagger. They fucking can't stand Slagger. <laughs> That's the. Gosh. I kind of like Slagger because he's so unlike the rest of the cast. I, I I like I I like him as a character for for because I feel like that was one of the first times you got a sense of like what the larger military who is not made up completely of like enlisted child soldiers under duress like that's what a soldier actually is um, like that's what a pilot actually is that he's he's a proto mancha yeah essentially yeah. He, he, um, and he sucks, uh, you know. E even for all, even even for all of his good qualities, which you know, most people have at least a couple good qualities. If there's somebody you personally like, everybody has that friend who's an asshole to everyone but them. Um, and like, so I, I can totally see. Like, yes, of course he has some good uh, qualities because everyone does. And Tomino's a good, uh, at the very least, he's good at coming up with characters. Whether or not he does anything with them after the fact is remains. Uh, hangs on their gender. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I like I like Slicker as a character, not as a person. That's and that's fine. That's 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 valid. Uh, but yeah, um, who is I even comparing him? Mo uh, Moira. Moira. Moira yeah. Moira's yeah. no Slicker. So at this point is when after they blow up the comet, uh, meteors. It, the comet explodes into a ton of Eteon meteors that immediately destroy all of human civilization and all of buff all of the buff clan civilization. Like the And that just happens. I I almost missed it. Yeah, because like earlier Doba's like, we can defeat the Emperor of the Buff Clan with this power. Like like once we defeat the Ede, we're gonna go turn right the fuck around and we're gonna go and, and dethrone the Emperor. And then suddenly they get a phone call like, hey, the Emperor's dead, uh, and so is everybody else. What? Then who was phone? And then Doba's like, okay, don't tell anybody. He straight up is like, don't tell anybody. And this is when you said that Doba is probably, like, the he is the single most extra buff clan. Yeah. Like, you, if, if I had, like, you know how, how, like, Gato is, like, the most extra Zeon? Mm-hmm. I think, like, Doba extras circles around fucking Gato. Gato would, would like, kiss Doba's feet for being so extra. Yeah, no, he's definitely... And he's, like, in charge, too. That's rare. That's rare when somebody that high up isn't completely disillusioned with, with what they claim to stand for. And I mean, for the Buff Clan? And for what the Buff Clan represent in this series? Yeah, that's wild. That's like when you get those like managers who are like just super into the company's brand for no reason. I, I can I'm I don't I don't know a lot about like you know contemporary Japanese politics or like the history of Japanese politicians, and 
I, I'm pretty sure Tomino based this based Doba off of like a politician of some kind. Pro- yeah, probably either either a politician or some caricature of a politician that he that he like he heard like heard about in his youth or whatever. Anime isn't political. No, you just don't know Japanese politics. <laughs> so it's not like American politics is the only politics that exists. No, it's it's just one of the few politics that has negative effects for everyone else's politics, unfortunately. Yeah. So they, uh, Bess and the rest of the solo ship are kind of nonplussed, or at least they don't have time to acknowledge the fact that everybody else is dead except for them. And to be fair, they don't really have a reason to care, because everyone's been such massive assholes to them since day yeah. fucking one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, mostly that that was one of the things that got me was just like how breakneck everything was and like you know, if you weren't thinking about it, you you could have a knee-jerk critique of like, oh, they didn't like no they didn't even fucking like react for like quote unquote like realistically to their deaths and it's like fucking like there is such a thing as like shock there is such a thing as like not fully processing something because you are currently overwhelmed with something like there is absolutely fucking like you know unfor- unfortunately going unfortunately going back to J- J- Joss Whedon one of the one of the mo- most objectively good things he directed if he even directed it I don't know but he was directly involved in was the fucking episode of Buffy where her mother dies I don't even remember that one I, I my my memory of Buffy is so vague there's an episode where her mother straight up dies, and not from anything supernatural. She has a brain aneurysm. Aww. And so, like, the episode... The the the, pr- the previous episode ends with, with like, the episode just... Like, the, whatever the normal episode was, it, like, happened. And she's like, well, like, that's the end of today's Buffy adventure. Um, that It wasn't that, like, chipper. This was late in the series where everything was sad. Because um, that's what happens to every show. Um, she walks in the house, and it's just like, hey, Mom. And, like, her mom's just fucking on the floor. And she just, like... She reacts, but, like, she reacts in a way that you're not supposed to do on TV, where it's, like, your face just drops a little bit, and you're like, wait. And then the episode just, like, cuts. You mean, like, how people Uh, actually deal with trauma? Yes, and then the rest of the episode is her just, like, realistically, realistically just, like, dissociating. And just, like, calling 911, and the ambulance walks her through checking if her mother is, in fact, dead. Um, And then the ambulance comes, and they have a whole fucking... I don't know, like, it, it was one of those episodes where I, I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think nothing actually supernatural might have happened, but I think it was one of those episodes where, like, you're expecting something supernatural to happen, and perhaps they themselves are as well, but no, it's just, like, literally just, like, 20, like, 25 minutes with commercials of, like, grieving. That, I've always felt those were some of the best episodes of the X-Files, where Mulder's all like, this has to be something with aliens or Bigfoot or cryptids of some kind, but then it just turns out to be, mm-hmm. like, something fucked up that people do. Yeah, X-Files did that before literally every other show had... Every other fucking sci-fi investigative Monster of the Week show, like, since X-Files, has to have one episode where, oh, this wasn't actually anything supernatural all along, it was just some fucked up crazy people in the woods. Which is also valid, I like crazy fucked up people in the woods, that... That's... Yes, but like, now, now it's a trope. Now it's a and trope. And now you, all, you now you see it coming from a mile away. Also, my main two examples are Supernatural and Torchwood. Maybe this just aren't that good just on their own. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> They're fine. The f- if you want to read, a, honestly, if you want to read a comic, that's a good version of Supernatural. Just read Hellblazer. <laughs> and the main character isn't straight. At least when the writers remember that John isn't straight. 
Right, but I mean, that's just DC Comics with any queer queer character. Honestly, John's bisexuality is like as is like up to the writer, but some writers really lean into it. Good, I'm glad. But uh, event so after that, they get to the uh, essentially have the last moment of like hope and levity in this film. Yeah, where like Cosmo and um, Kasha arrives too. They have Carla, and Carla reveals to Bess that she's pregnant. And Bess is like kind of shocked and she's like what you're not happy he's like no no no, i am i just why why didn't you tell me earlier <laughs> like now is kind of the absolute worst time to tell me this yeah but they they're all they all ha- kind of have this con- like like lada is reunited with lou and she's like beside herself mm-hmm. and she's and everyone's just like maybe maybe if because they realize that once carl is back in the center of the ship the e-day is just working again where like Lou is no longer the center of it. It's like the it's now like the relationship between Lou and Carla's unborn child. Yes. Where like Carla's unborn child is almost like the manifestation of the E Day, like given flesh. It's I mean like fucking like getting ahead of ourselves. It, like she name she names them Messiah. Well, Cosmo so, like... names it Messiah. <laughs> and then they all agree on the name. They do. I just I just kind of don't like the fact that Cosmo's like I'm gonna name your kid. I, I, I just interpreted it as, like, everybody just inherently already knew its true name. That's terrifying, and I like that. Um, yeah, because they're all in the fucking, they're all in, they're all in the ghost space, with space ghost. And so, um, they're, everyone's kind of deciding what to do, and they're all kind of given, like, reinvigorated, like, um, purpose. They're like, okay, we got this, and Kasha's like, I'm gonna stay here, Cosmo, you gotta get back to the Edeon. But I'm going to stay here, and I, I want to protect Carla. I want to do this for the ship. And they, do you want to talk about that moment? Because you really like that Cosmo Kasha moment. It was so fucking good, and, like, there, it was, it was silent and with nothing but, like, extremely subtle body language and, like, looks, and, and, and yet it was, usually you only get that kind of attention to detail out of, like, out of like a legitimate like 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 romantic moment just because it's like you know that's the shit that people generally care about in those kinds of stories but it's like no this was this was like the the most detail i've ever seen on like a on a on a lovingly platonic interaction so much so that like i like devin like i don't even care if tomino's involved if you get the right writer you can just fuck i just need them to make to remake Edeon and get and get all the intended episodes out of it, please. I need more Kasha and uh, Cosmo. They're so good. Yeah, I I even really like their moment toward the end, like in then like the epilogue. But uh, we cut back to the Buff Clan, and Doba is all like, "Okay, the Comet thing didn't work, so let's use the Gondoroa, which is this gigantic." fucking, like, spider space station that, like, sucks power from, like, a nearby star, which totally fucking Starkiller base... I, I thought, I was like, is that the Gondoroa from fucking Edeon? <laughs> and it just obliterates a planet, and then Gindoro, like, it just horribly obliterates a planet in one, in a great sequence, the way they do it, how mm-hmm. it's like, there's this, there's that delay. Oh, Yeah. And then Gindoro just, like, flips around in his chair. He's like, and that's only at 40% power. Yeah, and right. Doba's, like, erection is huge. 
And you said something about that. Hey? You're like the Buff Clan were already couldn't have just made this. They were they already were building this. Yeah, no, like they they already had that built. Like they they were looking for a reason to use it. They 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 are they are a they are a militaristic fucking nationalist planet, and they absolutely are just making weapons of mass destruction for the for the foreseeable future. You know, just in case, just a little bit, just a little bit of pocket change for a rainy day. You know, I I seriously think that if the Buff Clan was not united against the Solo ship, I think the Buff Clan would have already destroyed themselves. They were, they were pro- like, based on what anybody talked about when they weren't talking about the Eteon, they were poised and ready to, and this Logo Dao shit completely put the brakes on it. Yeah, the Ome Foundation was about, and the head of the military was about to fucking go to war with the Empire. He was, like, ready, because he still tries to do, like, that's still so much on the forefront of his mind, like, like, fucking... He was probably waiting for something like E-Day to come to come into play. He was like, I just need my fucking ace up the sleeve. I just need something to fucking seal the deal. I just need some kind of fucking insurance. And it's like, oh, there's weird shit happening on Logo Dao. We think it's the fucking... It looks like the ancient power of E-Day. So he sends his daughter and her fucking stupid fiancé to go do it. Mm-hmm. His stupid fiancé who he hates. Bring your shitty fucking boyfriend who I picked out for you. <laughs> Bring your bring your shitty rich boyfriend who I hate, but you need to marry. I, I'm sad we never got Doba GJ interaction because I think that because if I if I remade the series, I would want Doba's not. I would want Doba to be the one to kill GJ. <clears throat> like, I, how sick would that be though? It would just be like instead of like like I would I still want what, what like it would be like Jolliver GJ and Carla, and then GJ could like totally have a conversation with Doba where he's like, I see through the like. Our entire society was bullshit, and I hate it. And you're an idiot, and I was an idiot. Now I'm smart, and fuck you. But he still gets killed. Because mm-hmm. of course, because GJ's a buff clan, he'd be overconfident. Would just draw a lightsaber and be like, "Have at ye." Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how I would I would petition for that in the remake because I want more GJ. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely. If anything, if anything, I think it would work. It would work even better with just GJ and Carl, like Carla, just like legitimately just them having a buff clan moment together more oh, that's the other thing that could also be him making more... up for the, for the fucking kamikaze attack thing that could be him truly like yeah um and then and then fucking we get final cheryl then we get final cheryl yeah because i want to keep final cheryl absolutely P- punish cheryl punish Ch- venom cheryl <laughs> so um i'm already a demon best so this is when everything just goes... This is when the movie takes a turn. This already dark movie takes a turn, and the bodies start piling up. So Harulu is all like, alright, we're gonna crash our ship directly into the into the solo ship. And we're gonna find my bitch sister, and I'm gonna kill her, because I can't believe that she has the gall to sully our family's honor by getting impregnated by a fucking alien. So that happens. Harulu and two of her ladies get onto the solo ship, and Lada kills one of them. And then Harulu like shoots Lada in the shoulder, and Lada's like, "Fuck, ow." <laughs> Harulu's like, "Where's my bitch sister?" And Lada's like, "Listen, I tried to kill Carla once, but no, she's part. She's our family. She's my family." Yeah, she like she like legitimately is like, "Listen, look, I tried to kill Carla too. I get it." <laughs> but trying to have like a a. Trying to have, like, a moment of camaraderie over the fact that they both tried to kill her sister. 
and she's like, I'm not gonna let you hurt Carla, to which Harulu says, cool, and her, like, underling, like, just murders Lada. Lada's just dead. And and this is when it, beca- like, if I didn't already know, like, that's when it would become abundantly clear, to me at least, that no one is surviving this film. And that, because, like, the these, kind, these kinds of movies, at least for my mileage, they always have a point of no return, where it's like, the, you're not gonna, you're not hiding this from me anymore, I know exactly what movie I'm watching now, you, you've done it, you, you've activated your trap card. And for me, it's usually the, the second, the, like, it's usually, honestly, no, it's usually the first, de- like, it's, okay, usually an important person dies first, because you think, oh, wow, you know, they do a really strong opening, they kill off an important Cheryl. character, okay, cool, plenty, yeah, plenty of movies do that, um, plenty of movies do that, and then it's fine, um, it's usually by the second death, because then they usually like to fucking kill off somebody who's not as important, but the fact that it's in such close proximity to that other fucking death, you're like, Oh shit! I th- oh, I don't think this is the point no. of no return, but this is right before it. This is this oh, yeah. is. I don't mean meta narratively. I mean for my own mileage of me not knowing. I feel like this is Tomino pushing us, all. the audience, to the edge of the cliff, and we look down, and just as soon as we we like psychologically grip how deep that chasm is, he pushes us in with Carla's death. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. Carla is like, okay, if you didn't get it, then you get it now. Because Carla, like, essentially, she sees Lada die, and then like. Like Fard and is like shooting at them, and and Carla's like, no, 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 Fard, get back! Like, and she pulls out a gun, and Harulu and Carla have their first conversation since Harulu was like, laugh at Carla's titties God. on that one planet. So Harulu is all like, I'm so mad at you. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, you're and like you're, I hate you. What have you done to our family? Everything is your fault, Carla. To which Carla's like. That's stupid. Shut up. And I love Bess. I love my child. I'm going to have it. And I'm going to raise it. And fuck you for ever insinuating that I wouldn't. To which Harulu is so offended that she just shoots her own sister dead in the face like five times. Ugh. Yeah. If I, and it's like it's so abrupt. It's so quick and it's so brutal. And that's when it's just your heart falls into your stomach and you're just like fuck. Because it's like, like, Ashura's just like, oh my god, Carla and, Carla and Lada are dead. Like, that's... And that's, that's when Cosmo's just fucking through. That's when we get final Cosmo. Final, ultra, ultra instinct Cosmo. Cosmo, like, because he doesn't know yet. He's busy fighting, uh, he's not in the Edeon yet. He was fighting his way to the Edeon, but didn't get there yet. Because Deck and Deck, Techno and Bento and Jolliver are busy with the, the Edeon. Cosmo's not in the Edeon for a lot of this movie. Yeah, actually. And so uh, neither is Kasha. And so Kasha and Rappo are just like in complete disbelief about what to do. Like they like Rappo calls and like or I think it's Kasha's like Bess Carl is dead and just the face that Bess makes is like just you you Bess is finally deflated. He, like, stands up dramatically, but he doesn't say anything, because he can't. He, like, he still has to command the ship. He still has to do all this shit at once. He still, he just learned that his girlfriend has been, and child have been killed, effectively. And he's still giving orders to Hatari, because that's all he can do. Yeah, no, this, that, 
that like hurt me to see. We we because again like again if you don't if you don't like actually if you just don't care and you're not engaging with what's actually happening, you just think like oh I guess he doesn't fucking care that his girlfriend's dead, and it's like fuck no you don't understand. Because like a, a moment like like um. I forgot exactly what... I think it's um, Tolaroff is the one that survives. Tolaroff and Harulu, like, dip. And they're like, we gotta go back and report to my dad that we killed Karola, because that was her entire reason for going there. And so Harulu fucks off back to her dad's big doom ship. Or her own ship, I don't remember. But, uh... You just see, like, Cosmo's back. Everyone's just, like, crouched around Lada and Karola's bodies. They're covered with, like, a cloth. And just Bess is broken. It's like that was the hard mode. That was the hardest thing to see is Bess's face, like that. He's just dead. Bess is is over. It's he's done. He like. I I don't think Bess even cares if he survives this anymore. But he's gonna fucking try because that's all he can do. Yeah. No. This is. Like this is, and I feel like that's that's one of the reasons. Like, I I feel like from this point forward, emotions are pretty like blunt blunted all around the board for the rest of the film just because i feel like everybody everybody who know everybody who has any idea what's really going on they know that they're not making out of this alive literally every single character rapo is breaking the, the fuck down rapo is just like how can the ida do this the, she she was the core of the ida how is this happening and then rapo realizes that the ida is protecting the baby not carla Mm-hmm. That the fetus inside of her is still alive. Technically, it would be for a, a yeah. while, but like, and and also, and and I made this observation where that where that almost fucking basically proves my theory that the Ide is not fucking intelligent because it's so much less effort just to keep both of them alive indefinitely. <laughs> I just think that because that's what they say is they're arguing like why did this happen and they think it's just because like the Ide's idea of good and evil is so like rigid that it's like our intent to fight back has has colored the ide against us that we are now just as bad as the buff clan in their eyes oh no the ide is a centrist where the ide is is just like lou has not killed anybody lou is still pure yes and that is where the Ide stands on this. Lou and the and Messiah are not, they are, you know, Lou and Messiah are, are pure, nobody else really is. And so from this... Yeah, nobody's, yeah, nothing's corrupted them yet. And so, uh, Harulu... God, Devin, that's literally the mentality of, like, how a slasher victim picks its victim. How a slasher killer picks its victim. Yeah, that's how Michael Myers picks its victims. Picks his victims. And and so, uh, Harulu returns to her dad's ship, and everyone just, is, Kasha is all just like, well, we gotta protect the baby, we gotta protect their bodies, it's the only thing we can do. There's no, there's nothing else, there's nothing left to protect. There, they, they, there's nothing left to protect, but they're going to anyway, like, like... And so, Harulu visits her father, and I was surprised, I didn't remember this at all, but like... I'm glad this scene happened because we get a little bit of Harulu development. Like what? Yeah, it's it's certainly in the middle of things, so it was hard for me to appreciate just just after immediately after what we came from. Um, 
but I did enjoy it because I think lot. Carla's death would have been how like episode forty one would have ended, and then forty two yeah. would have opened with that uh, with the Harulu thing, or the final episode would have opened with the Harulu and her father talking. Yeah, and I feel like that would have worked a little better in terms of that pacing, but I still think this movie's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Guy, you know what would be cool would be like a like a like a fucking like a, a D compilation where you take the movie and cut it up into episodes and like come up with t- a title for it and do the fucking yeah you could do that <laughs> that'd be fun that would be fun be a little more fun than the movie not <laughs> not not that just despite like a, a little centimeter more fun inch more fun so Harulu, like Doba's all like, "Good, you like," she says, "Like I killed Carla," and Doba's face is like he doesn't want to break form, but I think that shook him. Like I can't believe you were able to do that. Yeah, like oh oh shit, I was clowning. <laughs> or it was just like he didn't expect to be to to receive that information like that. And he like said like what he's saying does not match his expression at all. He's like, "Good, she yeah. she dishonored our family. You've done well to redeem us." And then Harulu's like, "No, no, I didn't kill her." Because she dishonored our family. I killed her because I hated her because she got to fucking be with her guy and my guy got sniped by fucking Gijay. By G- Fucking- By Gijay. G- he couldn't even kill killed by someone cool. He, he didn't get killed by the Ideon. He got killed by fucking Gijay. And so she's just like, why, why? Why did she get to have that? She's the one who betrayed our people. Why does she get to have the happy ending? No, fuck that. And it's, it's the most Shakespearean thing. It really fucking is. This is like I, I. This is the. This is the Titus Andronicus to 0079's Hamlet. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. It's because it's like. It's a tra. It is. It is a tragedy. It is like both about war and about family and and, and loss on on both of those fronts. It is. It is fucking. It is just like. The the violence is so grotesque as to almost be comical, like. Yeah, that's what that fucking play is. So, like, um... Co- like, uh... Cosmo goes and finally sees Carla's body, and they're telling her, like, don't look at her, but Cosmo's like, I-, I-, I need to confirm it with my own eyes, and he, like, pulls back the sheet. They don't show the audience Carla's dead face, but Cosmo just cries. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't say anything, he just starts crying, and it's just like, yeah... This this is when they're all just like I think the Ide has abandoned us because all it cares about is is those two. Mm-hmm. Cosmo heads back to the Ide and Kasha's like I'm gonna stay here. And he heads back to the Ide on and Kasha's like I'm gonna stay here because like I I, I failed to save Kasha so I want to amend that. And that like we're gonna see each other again, right? And Cosmo's like yeah, right. So Cosmo heads back to the Ide on. While we cut back to Doba, Doba is sitting there with Gindoro, and Gindoro starts freaking out. Like, wait, our our home planet's gone? Like, I don't believe you. And Doba's like, look at here, here's a picture of it. And he's like, no, that that's that's the human Earth. That's not Buff Earth. And he's like, too bad, it is. Most of our entire civilization, I'd say a good ninety eight percent of our species is gone. We're kind of all that's left. Too bad. Too bad. This is the sin. I I carry the sins of the Buff Clan on my back, and he's just being the most extra. And Gindoro's like, "Fuck! Can I have a ship? Can I leave? Can I not be here?" And Doba's like, "Yeah, just wait till we're done." 
<laughs> Ghidorah's like, fuck! So, uh... He's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you, oh, yeah, you can leave when your ship's so over. So this is when Jolliver calls in and says, like, hey, reporting live from the Edeon uh, engine room. Uh, it looks like we only got, like, one or two more shots of the Edeon gun at best. Because it's just not taking any more energy. It's 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 just not anymore. It's gone. We got two shots, if if we're lucky. And Jolliver's like, Carla's dad did a fucking number on me. There's a lot of blood, and I just... I, I think this is it. And he just, he just turns off the monitor and dies off screen. So you're just like, there goes Jolliver. No one has yeah. time to comment on it. Yeah. Because, again, I, I think, you know... I, I think, like, Kerala and, and, and Lada's, like, impromptu fucking funeral was just sort of them all being like, all right, where next? Let's, let's, but let's just, let's just do this. Let's just do this until we can't do it anymore. Like, I feel that Bess is working almost on just spite. It's just like, I'm going to live as long as I can because fuck absolutely everybody. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, that's fucking, if anything, that's been the low-key mood of their whole fucking ship. And it's now the mood of Bess, 100%. Yeah. Everybody else, I feel, think, has a little bit of hope. Bess has none. So, it, um, the Edeon manages to, in hyperspace, they have a battle with Harulu's ship, and Harulu dies. Uh, the Edeon blows her ship the fuck away when she, like, is reunited with Dharam. And it, it's like... They're, they're, the Gideon gun is just gone. They just toss it. Like, that, we can't use it anymore. And uh, just there's still Buff Clan crawling all over the ship. Um, one of their little fucking walkers explodes and the shrapnel of it kills Kasha. Just out of yeah. nowhere. It's so fast. It's just like, it just like riddles her fucking helmet so we don't even see her face. Ashura and Fard are just weeping over her body. Like, Ashura's just scream-crying, because that's all she can do. Fard is trying his hardest not to. Rapo's reaction is just like, Kasha, help me, I found some more ammo. And then they're like, Kasha's dead. And she's like, what? And it's like, I, I appreciate that Rapo made it this far. Yeah. So Rapo, like, pulls back everyone pulls back everyone they like they make a barrier on the bridge because that's like the only i guess everybody else is dead at this point all the other refugees probably it's just them and i, I feel this or is like or they can't get to them so they're like they might as well be they're functionally dead to them uh gindoro is all like like doba's laying out his big plan to gindoro it's like okay we're gonna l we've already led the buff we've already led the uh We've led the solo ship into the trajectory of the uh, the Gondoroa. We are just going. We're going to fire it. We're going to kill them. It's going. It's finally going to be over. And Gondor's like, I want to get out of here. This is fucked. I'm done with this Ide shit. This is fucked. And Gin and then Doba's just like, I'm tired of you complaining, and just shoots him. Where he's just like, it, be be a be a man. A dead man. Be a be a dead man. <laughs> so it's like. Everyone realize like eventually they're just like what why is everyone why are they only attacking us from one side? To which then a gigantic Gondo Roa fucking laser hits the solo ship. Hits the Edeon. You see part of the Edeon explode, killing Bento. 
Uh, he he's gone. The entire the the and like the I like Carl is like naked corpse. Like le, her spirit like levitates and vanishes. And I think that's like the only like the that was the only thing that prevented the solo ship from being entirely destroyed. It's just mostly destroyed now. Yeah. More soldiers storm the bridge. Hashira's head is fucking blown off with a laser. Fard gets shot. Hatari gets shot in the head, and his last words are like, I didn't even get to do anything. <laughs> like, Hatari just. Oh, Hatari's death always shook me, too, just because it's, it's all of it. Rappo gets shot and dies. Bess gets shot like three times. Doba is all like, We're gonna fire the Gondo Roa one more time. Cosmos, Edeon is just just ending buff clan guys they're cosmos like if i can blow up the control ship i can prevent it from firing again and like i don't even think there's anybody left to protect there's just Bess, and he's he, he has minutes to live he's like mr orange from fucking reservoir dogs and how many holes he has in him at this point yeah best does go out like a badass he has he's like he has like he best is, is a hardy dude so at this point a ton of soldiers show up because uh, cause everyone on the ship has now found out that Doba about the um, the death of their home planet. And they're just like, what the fuck? Like, Doba, you've led us, you've you've led our people into absolute extinction. And he's just like, the buff claim will live on as long as there's like two or three of us. We'll be fine. We just need to blow up the Edeon. That's all that matters. <laughs> and they just are like, no, and they kill him. <laughs> Yeah, no, they just don't cold kill him. Like, they all just silently agree that, like, okay, bye. No, bye. Like, <laughs> they, and they're like, wow, we're awesome for, like, two seconds before the Aeon punches a hole in the fucking bridge. Yeah, like, yet again, another, like, anytime, honestly, it's just become kind of an omen. Anytime the Buff Clan turn on each other, the Aeon's probably about to kill them both anyway. And, uh, the, the, the however, the Gondo Roa still manages to fire. And it, it like the blast completely disintegrates the Edeon and the solo ship. Like Techno, Deck, and Cosmo and Bess all finally eat it as just this big explosion just erupts, engulfing like an insurmountable amount of space. And that's where the movie would end if it was made by a lesser director. Mm hmm. So. That that's the film would have ended with the death of everybody if this was a lesser director. Yeah, maybe like the the narrator. Like it, it would have ended how like episode thirty nine ended. Like like Cosmo and Doba have a brief telepathic discussion before their mutual death, where like Cosmo's like essentially saying that the Ide is getting us to kill each other because that it sees us as evil. Doba's like, so that is our fate then, because he's a yeah. fucking buff clan idiot. But uh, do you want do you want to talk about the epilogue? Because it seems that the epilogue affected you a lot. Um, man, I've I've honestly still been mulling over how I feel about the the epilogue because there's just so many. It's. I, I feel it, that I... that epilogue is the most Tomino thing ever ever put to film. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it, it, it really goes the furthest that he's ever gone in terms of, like, like what, whatever you could call his, over, like, the, the, his vague overall, just, like, je ne sais quoi. Um, 
fucking... He... Honestly, I think... I think this is, like... Like, optimistic nihilism, like... <laughs> yeah, because what happens is, like, after, a f- like, a minute of just, like... Of just imagery of the destruction that the Ida is causing, we... We just, like... We see the spirits of Domido and Maya, of all people. And we're like, you guys died forever ago. And they're just yeah. like, oh, it looks we got we have to find the Messiah. Like, it's finally here. Like, the Ide's been invoked. Like, even the the Commodore from Ajion is with his wife, like the guy who killed Lin. Like all the children are flying around, like Kitty's there trying to get them all to sing for the Messiah, singing happy birthday. Like, Lynn, Lynn and Lotta are, are, are reunited. Lynn is all like, where's my sister? And they point, and just her and Gijay are flying. They're, they're like, overlapped over each other as, like, a singular, like, entity. Even even Wife Guy is there. Yeah, Wife Guy's there with his wife, with his hot wife that he loves. He loves his hot wife so much. Rappo is just um. clinging frantically to Moera. <laughs> and he's just like, stop it, Rappo. People are going to laugh at us. And Hatari flies by, like, who's laughing? I'm alone. Yeah, right? That fucking sucks. Like, um, Bento, Jolliver... Jolliver's hanging out with, like, one of Harulu's ladies. <laughs> like, does Jolliver and Death get a get a cool buff clan wife? I guess so, yeah. I don't know what he did. Get, get nice consolation fucking... prize? Yeah. Great great Jolliver. Great Jolliver. Um, <laughs> and so, Deck flies by looking for, Co- looking for Cosmo, and, like... And he finds Kitty, and Kitty's like, hey, Cosmo's not gonna wake up. He's not waking up. Cosmo's just kind of, like, laying... He, like, looks like he's laying down, but they're all floating in space. As naked space ghosts. And, like, Cosmo's just unresponsive, and Kasha's crying. She's been trying to get him to wake up. And Kitty, like... Kitty, like, kisses him, and he wakes up. And he's just all, like... I, I guess I still had, like, all these, like, grudges and resentment in my head that's what prevented me from getting here. I was still holding on to all that hatred. Yeah, that 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 is interesting because that almost confirms like cuz at first like at first I just was willing to I I was like mostly um not necessarily interpreting because I feel like something like this doesn't need should or at the very least should act you should not actively try to figure out what singular one thing this truly is like what's the literal interpretation of what's happening like that's not what's important at all about this um but in in the in that moment up until that point i just sort of like naturally sort of leaned into this is just sort of like an amoral afterlife that every like everybody has like a base state of peace once they're here but then the notion that the notion that cosmos sins weighing on him essentially fucking kept him from truly realizing paradise that gave me pause and made me think like oh okay so like this actually is a sort of heaven state and that even even after you're dead there could conceivably be a time period of you know some form of purgatory where like you have to fucking you still have to consciously atone in some way shape or form well I think what it was was that it was just like I think this is the there everyone's been absorbed into the Ida. Yes. And the Ida has to let you. It's a members-only club. <laughs> well, I think it was like, it's less like even repentance. It's more just like Cosmo has to let go of that. That's very Buddhist right. in a way. 
of like yes you're you're right i mean I, and i didn't even mean it in a literal christian sense yeah. but that was my that was my own that was my closest cultural comparison cuz i feel like it's less like cosmo repenting it's like no cosmo you need to leave that shit yeah. at the door if you're going to enter yeah and i guess all i meant was that can be a form of repentance for yes. some people um but yeah but not in i guess yeah you're right it isn't it isn't like repenting in the traditional judeo-christian sense and like all the children start singing and like har like daram is holding harulu who also you know lets go of her resentment and wakes up finally huh and, and like cosmo's like sitting there like kitty's like i'm gonna go this way like you guys catch up okay so deck and kitty fly away so then it's like this kasha and cosmo and they're both kind of just like, like, what now? Like, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, we've invoked the E-Day. We don't know what's next. Let's let's go see. So, like, um, Carla uh, and Bess are reunited, and she gives birth to her, like, spirit baby, who, like, yeah. Lou guides on, like, Lou, like, swings down and grabs the Messiah, grabs Messiah's hand, who looks like a little baby Bess, and they f- leads everyone to the next stage of existence. And like the universal century, <laughs> according to a non-canonical manga. Um, so like, like Domito like flies by Cosmo, and he's just like, "Hey, like, no hard feelings, right? Like, I'm I'm sorry we 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 were like that in life, but like, let's let's have fun now. Let's take it easy." Man, that was the old me looking. Because <laughs> it's like I it, it, it's what 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 slaughters me is that like. So quickly they realize how pointless their conflict was, how meaningless all their deaths were, how none of that needed to happen. So they all mutually agree on that and hold no grudge. Yeah, because that's I feel like that's been I feel like that's that's the that's the thesis of all of Tomino's like anti anti war rhetoric is what it all comes down to is like is like hey if you actually really truly want this to stop. At some point, you're gonna have to look someone in the face who has just irreparably harmed you and go, "I forgive you." Like they we did with Gijek. We have to. We have to do that. Like they even they even prototype that na- that that like notion with Gijek. When Gijek weeps on the bridge of the of the solar ship because he has no idea how to how to make it up to these people. Yeah, because well, that's the thing. There isn't like yeah. It's not about making it up. It's not about making it up because you can't. You all have to agree that even if this can't be made up or fixed, we have to fucking ignore it. We have to forget about it. We have to drop it. Like, right um, before the movie ends, the Emperor of the Buff Clan and Doba, who I guess were mortal enemies for life, are now just having a conversation. Yeah. And he's just like, look, those are the children that were at the heart of the E-Day. They're just fucking hanging out nude like they're at the gym. They're just like these two fat old Buff Clan men. <laughs> Just two old, just two old men balls out in the locker room, just talking about the game, and they're just like, "Look, like the, it's like these are people we should never have been fighting. This is we're there. We're truly seeing things the way they are. Like GJ and Cheryl have separated and are kind of just like Cosmo Kasha. What took you so long? Like everyone's so joy in like everyone's so full of joy seeing each other. So as as everyone like. Like, Kasha, like, kisses Cosmo on the cheek, and they, like, both fly together away to with everybody else, and it cuts to just, like, li- it cu- we see the Domu star again with, like, the worms as they- their souls fly over that planet. Yeah. They go past Saturn. What's left of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
as everyone's spirits like it does like a 20 like it does like a really big fucking like planetary alignment kubrick space odyssey shot and then it's just like it's just footage of water while the score plays and it just ends there and i can and it's it, you you would say that your only gripe with this movie was that it ended with a the end just like a just like a just like a like a fucking nickelodeon like right there fading into just like a just like a fucking a, like fucking Windows Movie Maker fade in effect of just like the end, and I was just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I liked it though. Like that's the thing. I liked the ending a lot. But when that happened, I was like, "Well, I've been." I think it's just because like it made me come down real hard. Like into like I was vibing with this so hard, and then like the end was like fucking the lights coming back on immediately after end of Ava. I had to face reality. You had to come back to reality. Yeah. So... Snap back to reality. So what do you think about this film? Like, because that's what we're going to talk about now, is the film, its relationship to Ideon, Ideon as a whole, which is something we held off on in our last episode. Because you, before, you wanted to reserve judgment on Ideon as a whole with to see Be Invoked. And I think Be Invoked is the perfect ending to this show. This is the sh- this is the, ob- the ending it was leading to. Do you, if it, I don't know if it would have ended exactly this way if it got a full 50 episodes. Maybe it would have had a slightly more optimistic ending. Maybe, yeah. You know what? That's true. Like, what if what if the whole reason he he conceived this ending to begin with was just because he was he was so fu- like getting getting his second show canceled was his own po- personal point of no return. I, th- I honestly, I mean, that was Joss Whedon said in an interview that he that Wash would have survived if Firefly had like actually ended as opposed to like Serenity. Yeah, he's just like, fucking, you want to cancel me? Fuck you, I'll cancel myself. Because his whole, the whole point of him killing Wash, apparently, because he was the most popular character that everybody loved, the comic relief guy, mm-hmm. was the reason they killed him was because he said he wanted to to nail the fact in that this is the end. Mm-hmm. That this is it. And, like, and he said that that's the mo- that he needed a point of no return. And this movie is just an entire, an entire point of no return. That's the whole movie. Like, I out of all the deaths, Carla's hits the hardest for me because... As Cosmo said in the last episode, that, like, Carla's idealism is what was keeping the Ide on their side. Yeah. Like, Carla just being a good person that believed in the betterness of... That people are better than the way that they're acting. And then once 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 her... She wasn't protected because that was a test that the Ide gave them. And so it's... I don't know. Be invo- like say what you will about Ideon as a show. You can say uh, it's a test of patience with a good with a good finale, or like with a good final third. Or you could say it, see it as like a, you know a flawed gem, a cult classic. I think Be Invoked by itself is a masterpiece. Yes. Like Be Invoked is probably one of the best things Tomino's ever made. I I this. I and mean, it, it saddens me that all, the only thing people get out of this movie when they see it is that, huh, I can't believe he killed the entire cast. He must have hated this show. Or he really didn't want to make a sequel. And it's, I feel that, like, just abstracting it down to a stupid meme is just defeating the entire purpose of this movie. If that's all you got out of this movie, please watch it again and pay attention. Yeah, uh... Absolutely. I hate to put on my film school glasses, but that shit irritates me. I mean, no, and and that's always the fucking point of con- point of contention with just like you know not not just how not just how mainstream media like is and can be because it's like you know I I, I I do get 
on some level I do get it. Sometimes you do just want like some sort of mass appeal thing and, and there's good there's good art to be made in that space. But I also hate what big media as a as an industry and as a society as a movement, as a cultural touchstone does to, to, to people in terms of what how it how it limits how it forcibly limits their perception so that they will only go i i want the marketable thing i want i, I only want what hollywood gives me like that's dead ass why um it's fucking you know there's uh on on some on some level fucking they're smoothing our brains yeah they're trying to whether or not they're successful they're tr- they're trying to i i and it sucks because some people just don't know how to read film anymore. That's just not something that's taught. Yeah, because it has to. That it has to be taught because it's no longer innate in our culture. I, you know what? I feel that film classes should be necessity in like high school, or at the very least, just like art crit, like a like a more general art criticism. Like just teach how to teach, teach someone, teach kids how to critique a text. Honestly, I feel that's more important than teaching a kid how to draw. I mean both. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what you shouldn't really, teach children like, how to draw. I'm saying, like, it's... Yeah. I feel like... Because not, not, every, not, every, not everybody can make art, but art is for everybody. I mean, like, I bought a guitar, and I fucking barely know how... Like, I spent, like, $200 on this guitar. I really wanted to learn how to play it, but, like, my fingers just couldn't fucking figure the thing out. I'm not giving up. I'm gonna pick it up again, but it's just, like... Sure. I fucking love music. I love complex prog rock. I can't fucking play it for my life. I can play two notes. It, but that, that doesn't mean I... That. Say what? I was just like, that sucks because you look like the kind of person that can. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I People assume two things from me, that I'm a musician and that I sell weed. <laughs> that people assume those are the two assumptions people make about me all the time. You got no idea how many times I walk around and someone like someone will like nudge me on the street and be like, yo, you holding? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Like... <laughs> I don't, I'm not a weed dealer. Like, I under, that Mitch Hedberg joke about people with long hair and drug use resonates with me, because I've dealt with that since high school. Oh, God. Like, people would, like, nudge me in the bathroom and be like, yo, you got a lighter? I'm like, nah. They're like, you don't got a fucking lighter? I'm like, no. They're like, you got a J, at least? And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> fucking, why would I have a J if I don't have a lighter? I don't even smoke weed yet. <laughs> yeah, God, fucking... You're just light it. You're like lighting up your first your first hit and be like, I am, I will become the monster you think I, think I the am. The first time I smoked weed was with you. <laughs> I was. It's like my nineteenth birthday or something. Yeah, we play we played Katamari. That was Katamari is a good high game. Yeah. This was a good high movie. <laughs> it was like a good existential high. Yeah, I, I I think honestly, like I mean, granted, who knows what this weed strain was? I certainly don't know anything about them. Um, but it it definitely wasn't like it wasn't one of those like whoa fucking highs. It was just sort of like I'm more innately like emotional and reactionary. I have slightly less of a filter, you know. Oh, that's the best um, way to watch movies. Yeah, I feel um, it like that's so. It wasn't it wasn't Ghost in the Shell. It, yeah. Well, this is a very different movie from Ghost in the Shell, even though it does touch True. on some similar concepts, I guess. I can, this, like, I can 100%, I'm not going to summarize End of Evangelion here, but it's very obvious that it, that Tomi, that Anno was smoking, was drinking some Tomino juice. Devin, I'm, Devin, I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody, if, if I am 
if I am uh, not sober and somebody asks me, hey, do you want to watch whatever the fuck, like, like, I don't know, like, the, the fourth the fourth Ava Rebuild movie comes out and I somehow didn't immediately see it and I'm just like smoking weed and, and, you, and you were like, hey, do you want to watch it? I would be like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm going to be stone cold sober. I don't fucking know what this thing is. Fucking don't, fucking don't dead open inside. Dead dove inside, don't open. <laughs> so, um, th- because this movie is mostly about death, uh, which which death personally affected you the most? I said Carla mostly affect affected me the most. Like that, even though like from as I said, like Cheryl re- is the character I remembered the most when upon revisiting Ideon, because like for some reason her death was like seared into my mind. Yeah. Like, her um, final Cheryl is what I remembered. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because that's the fucking... That's the starting gun. Like, that is the catalyst, I feel like. That sets the tone for the movie. Yeah. It, would you would you say Cheryl is the one that affected you the most? Even though you no. hated Cheryl for most of the show? <laughs> she, she, it didn't affect... I, I, th- I think it was Kasha. I think it was... I think it was Kasha. Just because it was so soon after Carla, like you really didn't have any time to get to fucking process it. Like it, it was, it was, it was a kick while you were already. It was a kick while I was already down, and it was, and it would have been hard on its own. Like I don't want to, like I don't want to see Kasha die under any circumstances, but especially not while I'm mourning Carla. And because arguably, and argue, <laughs> like, argue, like I, I think, like I, I, I think Kasha, like. On a different show, Kasha would be my favorite character. I was ready for Kasha to be my favorite character. The show personally never got there for me, but like her potential was incredible. And like, if this was like fifty episodes and they were all like, if if this was a fifty, if this show was a fifty episode banger like Votoms was, I would be a sobbing mess when Kasha died. If fucking that 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 would be if Coconut died. If Coconut or Fiona died. Well, I, I already know a spoiler, but <laughs> which is why I'm resenting the Votoms sequel OVAs. Votoms two colon Alien three. Pretty much. <laughs> um, like I got that spoiled yeah. to me, and I was like, "No, fuck that! That sucks." <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. That's one. That's one for the fucking fucking p- Patreon. Fuck you, pay me section. I heard. I heard like because ch- I've heard mostly negative things about Votoms Shining Heresy. Which is mm-hmm. the first sequel OVA, but I've heard that Alone Again and um, and Phantom Arc are both very good. Mm. That, but but I've heard that's because that's because um, Coconut, Gotho, and Vanilla, and there are tons of children show up in this and those other two. That's good. But I've heard that most people tend to not like uh, Shining Heresy like at all. Yeah. But sadly, Phantom Arc is a sequel to Shining Heresy. <laughs> So we'll get... Shining Heresy is only, like, five episodes long, so we'll get to it one day. Yeah. We're gonna do Paleson Files before we do that. Okay. Is that one good? That's... that's It's a, it's a prequel. It takes place... It's, a, it's an immediate follow-up to uh, Roots of Ambition. Oh, good. That's the CGI one, where, like, all the hmm. ATs are CGI and kind of look like PS2 cutscenes. But I've heard mm-hmm. it's good. I... Would, does Edeon... Do you fuck with Edeon more than Votoms now? Because you said that you're depending on how B Invoked ended... How, yeah. You can gauge how um, much of how much of it being your shit. 
I think I still like. I think as as a as a as a total package, I think I still like Edeon more. I think Edeon's a more consistent package. Yes, uh, but I think that make I think that does make for a stronger whole because like if 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 Edeon if be invoked, not necessarily that it could have been any better. I like I, I don't know. I think just in terms of what my own personal like what really gets me going, I I think honestly. I think honestly, like Edeon's not problem, but one of the reasons that like Edeon is affecting me so specifically is like it's really fucking different. There's nothing fucking like this thing, Devin. Yeah, there's, Edeon's there's, a there fucking... was there was nothing. There's been nothing. Edeon like, is fuck. a wholly is a wholly unique specimen. Like it... nobody else, nobody else has the fucking brass balls to fucking do this shit. Nobody in the anime space. That's for fucking sure. Especially not in Anno. Fucking Anno. That's it. Anno. That's it. It's yeah. Tomino and Anno. <laughs> like, and then again, Evangelion and Edeon are radically different beasts that talk about radically different things. It's like and a you know what? Diagram. I'm sure if if anybody listening to me, because obviously I don't know all of 100% of the media that's out there, I'm sure somebody listened to me say that. Someone someone heard the statement, it's only Tomino and Anno, and said, Tooch, you stupid bitch, I can name you so many other directors that, are, that do just that shit just like that. At me, bro, because I want to know who they are. I want to look at their shit. I want to agree with you. Show me more like this. Oh, yeah. There's... Hey, douchebag us at Gmail. Fucking tell me how wrong I am and tell me all the other greats out there. I need to know. Yeah. I believe you. I'm ready to believe. Fucking, we're ready to believe you. <laughs> it's it's wild. I, like, I, I'm part, part of me is still, like, I, I've seen this movie a ton of times. I've seen the movie more than I've seen the show. I think I've only seen the show the entire way through twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, this movie, it, it, like, stuck with me in, in the, very much the same way End of Evangelion stuck with me. Just in, in terms of the way it just, like, it, like, opened some doors in my mind in terms of just, like, the kind of art I want to create. Because it's, like, there, it's, you can, you can read this movie as just, like, a, like, wallowing in misery and, and just complete and utter, like... I mean, like, not, uh, like, honestly, like, you can, I feel like... It's not a correct reading, like, but you can read it that way, or at least pretending it's I cool. feel like, even for this, even for this, that's even not necessarily arguable for me, just because, like, there's there's so many legitimate moments of levity, like, and not, like, levity just to set you up to break you down later. Like, legit, like, these people fucking tried. They, like, they knew, like, especially, like, two-thirds of the way through the show... They have they they knew what their situation was. They were like, I mean, the Edeon wants us to be good. I mean, I guess we have to fucking try. We can't and, like, leave the solo ship even if we want to. We can't leave the solo ship. It doesn't want us to kill anybody, but everyone wants to kill us. And if we do nothing, we're probably gonna die because the Ede, we can't. We don't understand what the Ede specifically wants from us, and we're just grasping at straws here. We don't even understand what the Ede is. Best had an argument with it that might have been a fever dream. so good i want in the in the remake in in my remake of Edeon, that's gonna be a single 24 minute episode uninterrupted it's just best's fever dream good yamato got a remake when Edeon. Edeon when i it's it's like to, to me i feel the the epilogue is really what elevates this movie above just being a movie about suffering and murdering your entire cast like if the yeah, movie no. just ended with like the end as after you know Cosmo's arms explode and he dies, God. Like if 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 that if the last thing you saw was Bess getting disintegrated, 
like a barely conscious best being disintegrated on what's left of the solo ship. If that's if that's where the movie ended, I could I could see way more. Oh, this movie this... is just Tomino hating these characters. May May eighth will be the is he ninety two thousand fortieth anniversary of Space Runaway Edan. You know what? Good. I'm glad this show is a masterpiece. It's a flawed masterpiece, which is something that could one hundred percent exist. It's an it's an uncut gem. And much like that Adam Sandler motion picture, if you stare at it, you will see the universe. It, it's... And then, and then, and then, and then death <laughs> at the end. So, That's a good fucking movie. I want to see it. Apparently he gets a colonoscopy in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought a good Adam... I'd, I'd want to see an Adam Sandler movie. At the, age 25. The... The filmmakers, the filmmakers specifically got him. Like they, they didn't make this movie until he agreed to do it, and he didn't agree for some number of years. So that's why they sat on it for so long because they needed. They, they kept pitching it to Adam Sandler until he said yes, because they wanted, they wanted you to watch this movie and know that it's Adam Sandler, and just be like uncomfortable at how like, oh, this is just one of those annoying, shitty '90s Adam Sandler characters. But what if they were in the real world and had what to, like, What if it was played 100% straight? Yes! It's fucking amazing! Kind of like how Ideon is like, here's a space... Here's a fucking space opera played straight. Thank you for being this podcast's best and steering us ever correctly in the right direction. You're welcome. I, I'll wait for my, uh, my, my hot alien girlfriend to die while, while with child, and I'll slowly defy death until I physically can't anymore. I, and I'll have and I'll have already died from being final tooch. <laughs> final tooch. Who's Lou then? Lou is Hidekiano. Uh, <laughs> Hidekiano. Oh <my> <laughs> um, this this show is, is so good. I feel like okay. So I, I had a couple questions I wanted to ask you. Yes. Do do you did you feel for the the solo ship crew? Because by in episode two you said that you weren't gonna feel anything when these people died. Um, yeah, no, they abs- like, absolutely, I'm gonna eat this crow. They absolutely endeared themselves to me. Um, I love, I love, I love these stupid idiots. And, and now they're in Ghost, now they're, they're in heaven now, I guess, so that's fine, it worked out. They're, 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 they contributed to making a better universe with better people. Who didn't miss, make the same mistakes they did. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing, here's the theory, here was my thinking, that, 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 uh, non-canon Gundam manga proposite, uh, posits that Gigantus it's counterattack? Um, my thinking is it becomes the Votoms universe. Well, that was, that was what we were gonna do if there was ever, if we were gonna write our Super Robot Wars fanfiction was that the, uh, the remnants of the Sixth Civilization was the, were the Quintians. Yeah. And that maybe the E-Day is just, like, a more powerful version of Wiseman. Like, a more powerful, yeah. benevolent version of Wiseman. Yes, that's so fucking good. Oh man, please watch Votoms for more clarification into what that means. I also, um, I, that would also make it be interesting if we threw Getter into that, because Getter and I, the E-Day are pretty much the exact opposite. So, yes, I am, I am so, you don't understand how fucking fascinated I am at the, at the fucking notion of, like, how, like, comparing and contrasting the will of E-Day and Getter, and Getter energy. Like, that is so... That is the only thing I've ever been thinking. That's that's what I've been thinking about all week. <laughs> it's this, this it's it's so good. Um, like 
somewhat sentient forces of energy are terrifying, and I love it. That's a, that's like a trope. That's a very specific trope I like. Yes. Um, I honestly, I don't think getter. I don't think getter energy is sentient. Um, I I think sentient. I I think the getter emperor is, but the getter emperor is the the human element like corrupting getter energy. Um, I think. I think Getter, because it's evolution, because that's the thing, a lot of times, e- even people who believe in it will talk about evolution as if it, as if it is a-, a sentience, but but my favorite thing about evolution was when I truly learned what it was, like, actually, like, like, uh, like wrapped my head around it and understood what the process of evolution throughout a, a life form's, like, generations are. It's, it's literally just, it, it is, like, that is fate, it, it is unchecked f- fate. It is probability. It is the largest probability you can get. It's just fucking the biggest picture. It is genetic mutations, just because genetic mutations happen all the time. Like that fucking that fucking monologue that young uh like young Doctor Xavier whatever fucking does in the first in X Men First Class. He like tries to explain what mutations are and like he uses the scientific term. And Make like, way oh, yeah, for the Homo Superior. Yeah, but he like um. Well, that's Magneto. Yeah, but but yeah, no. Charles uses Charles uses for much more benevolence. Uh, he uses to hit on women at bars, um, and so which would make but which would the ch- which would make the Max Chad. so angry. No, I was gonna say that would make them the 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 Chad the Chad Professor X and the Virgin, Virgin Magneto. Magneto. Um, no. So so I so I I think Getter Energy is. The reason it looks sentient is because that's just what the machinations of reality look like. That is what prog like progress looks purposeful because it is just naturally moving towards optimization, and not purposefully. Simply because the things that are unoptimal just don't last. So that almost is fulfilling its own prophecy. You know, like, like, mutations happen, but only one out of a trillion mutations will actually be some sort of beneficial, because any other thing, because, like, especially in the wild, especially with wild animals, if there's something wrong with you, you're not gonna make it, my guy. Um, there was a species of elk that, uh, I think they were in Ireland or Scotland or somewhere up there, and they're extinct now because when they mated, the 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 female elk would look for whoever had the biggest horns and so their horns just kept getting bigger and bigger jeff gersman style as the camera zooms in on his face during mario party and fucking then they then they all died because their horns were too heavy for their necks to hold up and that is gather energy i i like the idea of Getter energy being an unstoppable fo- an unstoppable force, and the E is an immovable object. Mm-hmm. Like so now, so now we bring back our really infantile discussion of the E versus the Shin Getter. Whoever wins, See, we lose. Because I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to not show my whole ass. I'm gonna try and defend this as not childish, <laughs> because like this is like philosophical shit. I mean, it's it's rooted in like fiction, but like fucking i don't know like greeks had plays fuck you uh <laughs> and ours just have giant fucking robots in them how they... sick how sick would fucking 
I'm pretty sure there. I'm pretty sure there's at least a couple Greek tragedies that involve some manner of automata. How how sick would Oedipus be mm-hmm. if he had a fucking giant robot? <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool, dude. What if Antigone had a giant fucking robot? Because Oedipus, it's it's a trilogy. It's Oedipus Rex, Oedipus at Colona, and Antigone. Because Antigone is actually one of Oedipus's daughters. And he's like Make a blind it... man in, in Oedipus at Colona. Make anime's all the same. Fuck you. Hey, hey watch Edeon, dick. <laughs> Get the fuck off my post. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking... Old type. You fucking, fucking old type. Okay, Earthnoid. <laughs> oh my god. I I was thinking, like, Kiriko would be beloved... Would, would, would Kiriko be beloved or, or despised by the Ide? Because how many lives I, has Kiriko taken? I think... I think the Ide... I think the Ide doesn't, doesn't necessarily bring up old shit. I think... I, I, I think if you truly never kill anybody again, then, like, you're fine. I, I don't think he'd burst into flames as soon as he walked on the ship. I'm not sure that's how it works. Don't happen to Ryoma. Um, uh, yeah, Ryoma would just be ejected from the solo ship. That's the thing, right? Because he's just covered in getter energy. Ryoma is, const- Ryoma is constantly in beast mode. Like, Ryoma is in sicko mode all the time, all day. Um, he, he even he, when he isn't actively thinking about killing something, his body is always primed and ready, and the Ide doesn't like that. Oh man, um, sick Super Robot the, Wars idea! What if uh-huh. Shinji has like a manic episode, and the, he like, be, he essentially becomes like the the host of the Ide for a while? Yes, that's honestly that's what I would say. I think the Ide the Ide would immediately fucking attach itself to Shinji. He's such because he's such a whoopee, and the Ide the Ide loves the Ide loves like helpless endangered people who can't do anything for themselves what about Amaro um yeah I, I think I don't know I, I think Amaro well Amaro, Amaro would be would be friends with Kiriko I, I think I think the Ide I think the Ide would I think the Ide would take a shine to Kiriko simply because whenever whenever I think Kir, Kiriko has no bloodlust Kiriko Kiriko is so, like, I, I don't, th- I don't, I, I legitimately don't believe he has, uh, like, a hurtful bone in his body. It's just he, he is just extremely proficient at defending his own life. Please watch, pl- hey, please watch Armored Robots <laughs> if you're still listening to this, because we've, because we're done talking about the movie. Yeah, we're done. This is, the, there's a couple things I want to bring up, but uh, like, uh, to, to round it back to Ideon, it's, it's, there's nothing like it, at all. As a whole, there is nothing like it. I, I feel like there's more I want to say, but I'm having trouble articulating it. Yeah, so much of this movie speaks for itself. It's it, it's it speaks it speak like on like a lot of good things about it speak to itself speak for itself, and and the parts that don't like we only watched this a few days ago. I like like I said earlier at the top of the show, like I I would feel way more. I feel like this would be deserving of like a legitimate thesis, like a legitimate article, like a researched, a researched take on Edeon. Like you could, you can do critique and journalism about Space Runaway Edeon. Like someone can do that work. I'm not getting paid to do that work, nor do I have the hours to do that work. But I want to. It's there. It's 
it's it's it's legitimate literature. It, it Aeon as as pulpy as it looks and as it can be, it really does say something. It's and I know there's that's the, that's the stigma. Oh, it has giant robots, so it can never mean anything more than just. I mean, I am earnestly of the. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Because I think that's that's the thing that people miss the most about how art can and should be interpreted. It, like, if a work has no meaning, if a work, if you come away from something thinking that work has no meaning, that's not necessarily that doesn't that doesn't have to be you shitting all over it. But the reality of that situation is, it it has no it has no deeper meaning to you. And that's fine, but there's there's such a disconnect there where I think people just earnestly believe that like everything has to be good, everything has to be good to everybody. If like there's a, there's a correct answer, there's objectively good media, and if it's not like how I think objectively good media it is, it's objectively bad, and everybody has to agree with me, or there's some sort of problem. Like like disagreeing on a work is a problem in our popular culture, and that's just so limiting yeah objectivity doesn't exist you're not right it that because being right is not important it's 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 like the fucking reddit virus that has destroyed how people communicate on the internet everybody needs to say this the the smartest sounding thing everyone needs to say the snarkiest thing to get the most points everyone does nobody wants to have a conversation everybody wants to win a conversation Everybody wants the take. Everybody wants to be retweeted and go this. <laughs> yeah, it's it, TLDR. Just read what this person wrote. It, that's the entirety of video game criticism on YouTube. It's just everybody. Oh, guess, that's that's kind of also how academic citation works. <laughs> yeah, but at least people. Who, at least most academic papers actually say something of substance. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, not not the ones I wrote. They, the, I I did them because they're due tomorrow. Oh, uh, I can't wait to go back to college and write and and write uh, an, an actual English paper on Space Runaway Aeon. Yo, that'd be fucking sick. I'll 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 peer review it. Do it. Fuck yeah. I, that's that's part. Of, that's like a, a, a somewhat of a dream I have is like I'd like to write essays about things I like in, in right because uh, it's dog. Like, listen. I'm sorry. This is such like a this is such like a worst stoned thing to say. But I was about to be like, dog, let's get a medium. Yeah, let's get a fucking medium account. Fuck it. Fuck yeah, it's 2020. Who cares? God, who the it's fuck 2020. Cares? It's t- it's it's 2020. Social media is. I hope it dies someday. Hey, remember when we just had blogs? Blogs were fucking great. Blogs whipped ass. Remember when everybody had a website and we didn't just go to fucking Reddit? That was so good. That was so good when you can just go on somebody's website and see what they were up to, and it was just about them, and you didn't have to hear anybody else's opinion. You want to talk to them? You can post on their forum. Yeah, they had a forum where everybody there, like even even when there were disagreements, everybody was there under some sort of shared thing, and there was I don't know human human to human direct contact moderation. I, I, and you know it wasn't always good but it was there on like social media which is they just like it's just fucking hog wild unless you're not a fascist then you get banned yeah. for not being a fascist for not being fascist <laughs> enough can somebody invoke Ide? can someone invoke the yeah I'm, I'm pro Ide right now okay that's what I do want to come back around to because that was the thing that like so remember when I said, like, I basically told you, like, I need to chew this over because I have no idea what my take is going to be? Yes. One Did of you the find first... out what your take is? 
No, but one of the first things that I've one of the things that I've been mulling over that didn't even cross my mind when after I initially finished watching it that night was like this. I don't know if this is. I mean, like it's it's not a happy ending. Um. Right. Like I would argue um, that it's an optimistic ending. It's more optimistic it's, than some of his endings. See, like, yes, and yet, well, it's like okay, like, I mean, for the amount of tragedy, the the I I feel if that epilogue wasn't there and you don't see, that's the thing, right? That's the thing, right? Let's like I I said it out loud while we were watching it. Is the only reason any of this is the only reason any of this has any meaning or is palpable is because there is a proven canonical in text afterlife which is not something that like any other tragedy he's written has given us but also i would posit that like fucking one of the reasons is probably because like none of them are that fucking sad and bitter arguably speaking like i haven't seen his whole oeuvre but like this one the fucking literally all all sentient life that we're aware of in that universe dies um and uh, and you're right and like we're both agreeing that like if we didn't get that perspective of what happens after they die it would be the bleakest. It would just be the narrator. The narrator. He's the only one alive <laughs> to tell us how sad it all is. Um, Tommy Noah was on the solo ship. Yeah, we missed him. I didn't look out for him. Um, but like so. And again, this isn't a critique. This isn't saying like, oh wait, I think the film's bad actually. But it just gave me pause, and I I really thought about. I really thought about whether or not this series like regardless like it it ends but how can it how can it even pretend to give any sort of hope when the only hope is we'll all be better off when we're dead well because i think what it's saying in the ending is not that we'll all be better off when we're dead it's more because it seems it's like it's it's all leading to a rebirth and it's maybe hopefully we won't make the same mistakes again we've learned so much in this experience We've learned so much from all this tragedy that maybe what comes next, whatever it is, we won't fuck up this time. So yeah, I, I definitely, I I can I can hear that 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 does make sense. I I guess it I guess it does depend on like how how literal you're thinking about it, even if you're trying your best to not think about it literally, just because you know, like you what can because I, I I can um, cross reference that with like with Zeta and, you know, Char's counter... Not Char's counterattack, but uh, more like... More like 0079 and Zeta. The whole thesis statement of those is that, like... This is secular. This is secular. And the... This is... The... The the war... The one-year war is the fault of greedy old men. And the children and people that are forced to live through it will hopefully not repeat the same mistakes. Um, that's why Char gives that whole speech about you know those whose souls are weighed down by gravity. It's the whole it's the whole re- like it's the whole reason that Char is driven to wanting to dry, drop an asteroid on Earth so that all of us can actually truly communicate with each other as new types in a couple generations. Yeah, it's 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 like once again Char's take Char is you know his motivations his his. His motivations are just, but his actions are not. Yeah, that's. Um, and, but it, I just feel that that that's what Tomino is always trying to say, and that's why Tomino, I think, always wanted to make anime, was because he wanted to. He hated his own generation. He hated, you know. The, I think he resented the people that you know drove Japan to be the fascist power it was in World War Two. 
I, I think Tomino also just had hope for future generations. He, he had hope, and then, like, especially late 70s going into the 80s, he probably just saw the cycle. He saw it start to loop back around. He saw that, like, people weren't learning. And that's what Zeta's about. That's what Gundam's about. That's, yeah. That is what Gundam is about. And then I feel that by you by the time, like, because, Tom, like, Tomino, I, I definitely think Tomino suffered from depression, but, like, I don't want to say, oh, he got over his depression. It's more that, like, Tomino reached a state where he was able to contend with it. You, yeah. You can never cre- really cure your depression. You can more live with it, adapt to it. And I feel yeah, that's... I, I, wonder, I wonder if he would be the type, because I feel like he would be of that generation who just wouldn't, like, believe in therapy as a thing. I, I mean, probably. Tomino we, is, we, like, he We can't something. know... Yeah, we can't know the man, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just, like, figured out how to just deal with it. And by 1999, in, in Turn A Gundam, it's—Turn A Gundam is very much, like—he's he, optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. it it's, it's the same thesis statement, but, like, what if it actually came true? I, I definitely, like, honestly, like, out of I out think of Turn A Gundam is going to end up, I think Ideon is going to be second place for your favorite Tomino joint, because I think Turn A is going to be your jam. No, yeah, I've, you know, uh, I watched a, you know, ba- way, way back in the day, like, I watched, like, a fucking, like, that guy with the glasses style reviewer, he wasn't on that channel at the time, I don't think, um, I don't even remember this man's name, that's how much of a blip on the radar of that whole scene everyone was fucking... you, you were kind of active in that community for a while right yeah i it, it, it was one of those it was one of those career paths where uh in in my in my fucking in my quest to be jill of all trades master of none fucking um i it was one of those things where if i legitimately put in the effort i probably could have like after a few years like found a niche for myself but like i just like i kind i just dropped it because being even before, like, even before, like, that guy with, the, like, like the fucking Walker Brothers, like, fell off with all their bullshit, um, it was just so demoralizing to have to, to, like, be, like, a, a C-lister and have to network with people who just clearly just were not on the, on, on the, on the level that you wanted to be, uh, fucking, not to shit on everybody from that scene that was on the same amount of fame as me, but a couple of them deserve to be shit on. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but no, like yeah. But anyway, um, even before I, I think this was before I even tried to dabble in it myself. But I was watching like a review. The, the was, proto like, YouTubers. Yeah, well, this was when Blip.tv was still a thing. When it, when you uh, were an internet reviewer and not a yeah. uh, not um, a YouTuber. Yeah, um, but regardless, like, like somebody was reviewing anime, and they reviewed, he, he reviewed Turn A Gundam, so I did, it's funny, I did watch a review of Turn A Gundam, and he did spoil it for me, but I forgot so many of the details since then, I only remember a vague enough concept of it to work as a pitch for me to be like, yeah, that sounds like something I super want to watch, but I don't fucking know anything about it, because I forgot everything, so that's great for me. Well, the basic premise is that, um... I know it involves the moon, so I'm already hype. Well, because the the ba- I might cut this, I might not. But the basic premise of Turn A Gundam is, uh, it was T- Tomino had le- the last Gundam series he'd done up to that point was Victory, which he had a horrible time making. There's a lot of baffling shit in it where he was trying to get the show canceled, which is blows my mind that he still was able to make a pretty decent anime despite 
trying to phone it in. <laughs> Where it's just like, Tomino is such a good director that even his worst, sh- even well, I mean, Brain Powered is his worst show, but like, or Garzy's Wing depends on what you mean, what what you determine as worst. <laughs> but like, he went back to Gundam in um, 1999, right after Brain Powered. His his most head ass show preceded his <laughs> one of his mo- his most optimistic show. <laughs> but uh, essentially, the plot of Turn A Gundam is that an insurmountable amount of time has passed since an apocalyptic event. Uh, Earth has re like society has like got back to about the point of the 1920s or like the mm. late 1800s, like World War One era, like biplanes and zeppelins and like motor cars you need to crank. Yeah. Like, uh, humanity has reached, like, that level again after a cataclysmic event. However, there is a, um, another section of humanity called the Moon Race that live on, uh, that stayed on the moon and retained all of the technology. And so the Moon Race sends three children down, like, uh, like three ten-year-olds, essentially, down to the planet, or I forgot how old they are, uh, to go see how Earth is before the moon race, uh, before the moon race come in full. Like, we're gonna go and bring these people down, and they're gonna, like, they're gonna scope it out for us. And that's who one, that's who the main character is. He's one of those kids who comes from the moon, but he then loves the people around him. He, he loves the Earth. He, 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 in the years he lives there, he, he, he finds a family. He loves everybody there. He keeps, every night he looks up at the moon and says, I can't wait for you guys to get here. And then when it happens, it comes as, like, an invasion. Because of, like, changes in upper management at the moon. Damn. Upper management. That's so, what we call management <laughs> upper on the moon. moon. On the where moon. we're from. The point is, we have a Gundam, you don't. Well, here, that's it's... the thing. Uh, the the people that, the, the society that um, Lauron, the main character, lives in, worships this thing called the White Doll, which is, like, an ancient Gundam. That they uh, they all call the white doll for a long time, or the or the mustache robot because it looks like it has a mustache, <laughs> and that is the turn A Gundam. And the t- I haven't seen it in a long time, so a lot of the finer details of the plot I don't remember, but I do remember the big plot movements. But I think turn A is 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 amazing. Can't wait. It's also the canonical end of every Gundam timeline. That that's that's the thing. That's one of the things I retained that like that like fucking fucked me up so hard. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, because like everything, um, no matter what, the Turn A Gundam will be made. There, the the um, the the great Black History will happen, or the Dark History. I don't remember. I think it, depending on the translation, it's either the Black History or the Dark History. It's like a dark sure. age. Black Goku. Black Goku. Depending on the translation, and then um, uh, but yeah, Turn A Gundam is probably one of Tomino's more optimistic shows, and it, it looks like uh, G Reco kind of retains that, like um. G Reco, like, for me, G Reco kind of had the same faults as Double Eighty Three, where it wasn't quite sure where it, what it kind of wanted to be, but then settled on being a Turn A prequel. Hmm. And but I I I, I would, cause like, Tomino pitched it as a as a sequel to Turn A, but then he also was like, no no no, it's a prequel actually. So I don't know if he changed his mind, or what. So that's why the movies are very interesting to me, because I feel like he, he has time to fully uh, figure out what he wanted it to be. I mean, listen, if the finale of every Gundam series is turn A, that includes turn A. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking galaxy brain. 
Turn A, turn A, it's, it, turn A just happens forever. Turn A, turn, turn A, turn, turn A. So, uh, one, one final question. Yeah. Um, th- this, just, just because I'm a fan of morbid humor, and I feel like that's a good way to end this episode that's been relatively jokeless. This is one of our least fun episodes, I think, because of just Edon being invoked. Yeah, the plot summary got rough. I pretty much relived it. Yeah, it's... Once again, like, our other... If this is your first episode, our other ones are a lot more fun. We have a lot more yeah. fun with it. Uh, but this this is kind of a more somber subject matter, so a more somber episode. But let's have some dark humor to end this up. Uh, okay, if you were on the solo ship, you're a solo colonist, where in the plot would you, would you have died? God, where where do uh... you die in, in Edeon? Because I'm unsure, and I have a couple places where I could die, and how I could die. Jeez, I don't know. I think... Because what, what kind of role would you play on the solo ship? Would you be like... I don't think you'd be, like, hanging out with Lynn and Lada with the kids. I think that would drive you crazy. I wouldn't want to fucking be there. I would want to get, like, like the, the second... I Honestly, the, the second we landed on a planet, like, regardless if there was people on it, as soon as I thought it looked even kind of habitable, I would probably try and run away. I would just run off. I would just live in the woods on that planet by myself. Right oh, then you're gonna make me be the frowdy or Amuro, where I have to go after your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah, come get me, bitch. You fucking. I have to drive like a jeep through this planet while like Buff Clan shit is exploding. Is that where I yeah. die? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we we both just get like just a str- just a stray missile or just like a pe- like a, a, a Buff Clan ship like plummets from the sky. Onto the Edeon even... falls on us. God, that just unknowingly, completely does. They don't even know. This would be like I feel like Moera's dead, but Lynn's still alive. We we outlive Moera. Yeah, that, that's where, that's where we die on the what. I feel like for the first half of the show, I would be really mad that I'm not allowed on the Aeon, and then like I'd say after after like it starts shooting giant like death lasers out of its hand. I would mm. be like I don't want to be near me. I don't I don't I don't actually care that I'm not on that anymore. Yeah. So that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we ever do that, we, we, we keep joking about making a C-Lab-style abridged series for for Edeon that we'll probably never make, but it's fun to mm-hmm. think about. I, while we were recording that, we kept talking... While we were recording this episode and we kept talking about space ghosts, I, I had, like, a, an image in my head of, like, a space ghost coast-to-coast skit where fucking Moltar has already become one with the E-Day and his ghost is just in the control room trying to talk fucking Space Ghost and Zorak into dying and joining him, but they're just like, it's like, come on, guys, it's great. You get to be like a ghost. You're, you're naked all the time. It's like, Moltar, that sounds gross. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to see Space Ghost naked. Oh, no, that sounds kind of fun. It's <laughs> Brack is there, fucking, it's, oh god. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why Cartoon Planet happened, Moltar died! <laughs> <laughs> I, I want Jolliver's last words to be, uh, change the world, my final message, goodbye. <laughs> uh, if I, if I could prevent any death in Edeon, I'd want to prevent Carla's. like, if, if Carla and her child were the sole survivors. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be wild. So, uh, final thoughts before we we, we, fall, we we pitch ourselves and leave. I think, um, I, I definitely would like an, an AU where, like, 
we get like a fucking it's like a more Gundam style ending where like the war like the war ends and the buff clan loses but it just sort of causes like a Zeta Gundam type flip in the future and the Edeon is piloted by fucking um uh Piper Lou uh Messiah and I don't fucking know I I couldn't figure out who I would want a third Asherah and Fard yeah yeah it, it, it really could just be the kids um, Deck is still there. Deck is the new Bess. Y- yes. Or I was going to say the new Cosmo. Deck is Cos- the new... Cos- Co- worst, worst timeline. Cosmo is the new Bess. Because Bess wouldn't survive. I, I would think that, like... No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Be- Bess, Bess goes down protecting Carla. He would. He, he would. I don't... I, I, I think you wouldn't be able to, to stop that. That's just a fact of life. I, I would just like Carla to survive, because Carla became my favorite character by the end. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. You know what, Carl? Hey, look, she again. She was she, she was the daughter of like the the fucking head of the Buff Clan military. She could probably easily do Bess's job. Oh yeah, that's what I'm Eye saying. Eye patch, like, Carla. Fuck it, yeah, punished Carla. Cheryl still dies. Um, fuck Cheryl. <laughs> DJ still dies. Do they yes. have a kid? Oh, what if they have a kid? Y- hmm. How would that work? Like, she'd be, like, a really angry, like, pink-haired buff clan girl? I definitely... mm, See, because the thing would have been, I wouldn't wouldn't want Cheryl to have survived the war. Yeah, Um, that's a good point. But in order to to have a kid, she would have... God, what if... You know what? What if Cheryl... What if, like, Cheryl, I don't know, used science? Because she's a scientist. She, like preserved one of she like preserved one of her eggs and gj's sperm and so they have a test in her honor in her will she she asked somebody she asked them (laughs) this is some fucking marvel comics bullshit it's fucking she those two as a couple were crazy enough to do that and that's i'm just imagining i'm just imagining head that's the third head edeon pilot that's the Kasha of the Edeon crew. Is GJ and, and Cheryl's daughter? Yes. Does she have... She she has GJ's Widow's Peak. Oh, a hundred. A hundred percent. Do what Toriyama was too fucking scared to do with Bulma's kids. <laughs> um, so... Oh, man. I, I'm just imagining that... I found a screen cap of, of a, a really... GJ is making a dumb face holding a holding a drink. I think it's the episode where he dies. And I'm just yeah, imagining just... him holding it, but it's like it's like photoshopped white. He's like, "Here you go. Here's my sperm." <laughs> it's a buff clan tradition. I need you to freeze this. Now that we're married. God, yeah, right. Maybe that honestly, maybe that maybe that does tie back to buff clan culture cuz maybe like they were so warrior based like you, you like I'm assuming buff clan is probably definitely one of those cultures where it's like you ser- you have mandatory mandatory service. Yeah. Um, so like maybe that became their culture of of just like well I'm going I'm going off to war I might die so here's my sperm like the sperm bank the like the sperm bank storage industry is like huge that like, that's like a weird buff clan like, courting ritual y- yes like I I trust you with this this is some good sci-fi world building even though it's kind of gross <laughs> I like Someti- it look sometimes world sometimes the world's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Carl like best never froze a sperm for me. 
<laughs> and she's like always mad about it and Beth's just is like why would you want me to do that <laughs> yeah right and she, she can't even fully explain she's like oh it's just, like you're you're from earth you don't understand you don't get it it's fine it's fine she just I'm like turns mad. around in bed and just <laughs> i'm going to, i'm going to sleep <laughs> i'm going to sleep best like, i don't get it <laughs> what did i do <laughs> there, there are some jokes <laughs> so um did, did you cry at the invoked because i did i i cried at, i cry at the ending and i cry at carla <laughs> I and I, I, I get I get teary when DJ pulls Cheryl to the afterlife. Um, that that was a good that was a good that chokes moment, me. Up. I think I think it would have, but I was so compromised on every like I had a lot of emotions at once. I think I was like overstimulated, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um, I feel like so it's a tone I, I wanted. I did not cry. Um, but not for lack of not for not for lack of tragedy. Um. <laughs> I, I was tearing up just thinking about this... the ending. I just narrating the ending. Aw, um, I do that with lots of shit. Um, I, I do that every time I talk about the ending of Gunbuster. God, yeah, shit. I might actually. Um, I do that with a lot of moments in One Piece. Uh, I do that. I do that at Devil Man. Um, Crybaby. Crybaby yeah. Akira is good. We're gonna do Crybaby sometime soon. We're gonna. I want to have like a like a return to Gona guy where we do like. I want to do like Devilman Crybaby. I want like we'll do like a return to Devilman. Maybe we'll do the old school seventies Devilman. I would love to. I would love to because um. Devil month. Devil, devil yeah, Devil month. Um, I. I might not rewatch all of Crybaby. I think Crybaby is on my list of I can't watch it again. Um. But I will. I remember enough of it, and I can reread some synopses. I and look up some choice scenes. I am ready, willing, and able to talk about Crybaby again. Um, but I don't think I can rewatch the whole thing front to back. I I I I really liked Crybaby. I thought that I loved we, it. I love it so much. I, I I'm so glad I got you to read Devil Man because like when that came out, like everybody started loving Devil Man, and I'm like, yeah, now you guys know. This yeah, you fucking we look look. I am. I am a catalyst for a very specific kind of spell, and you can and should take advantage of it. Well, I just made you watch Votoms and Edeon, so who the fuck knows? Well, you you decided to watch Edeon. I made you watch Votoms. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing next? You, I actually, that's something, that's the last thing I want to ask you, because you said you want to take, we were originally going to go straight into Space Battleship Yamato, but you want to take a bit of a break of old anime, do something newer. I did recently remember because it's 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 less of it's less of like oh we can't think of anything it's more of we could do fucking 50 different things that we all did you do decide is more what i mean yes um uh my again it was it was my my i was talking to my mecha tabletop group and like my gm just like randomly posted just just to be like you like yo look at this thing's aesthetic like i i love this show it's so good and they posted the intro, the intro opening to Giant Robo: The Day the Earth Stood Still. Are we gonna go to the '90s again? Do another OVA? Because we can do that in probably one episode too. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like I only need, a, I only need a little bit of a break, and I would love for something that we can watch and do in one episode. And I, I have been dying to watch Giant Robo: The Day the Earth Stood Still because it just feels so like I watched that intro cutscene, and I wa- and like this, that's the second time I watched it. I watched the first episode in full some time ago. Um, and I never got around to finishing it, but, like, this, this is the shit I, like, like, when you watch, like, Tomino and, like, Ano and whatever, like, that's the shit you want to make, this is the shit I want to make. 
giant, like, okay. like I'm totally okay with this. Okay. Like in terms of like, because I'm like I'm thinking I was like, yeah, I could totally. I have I haven't seen it in f- so long. Uh, Con- like Colin Space Twinks on Twitter, like go like rants about how good this fucking show is all the time, especially in regards to its its world building, but also its lack of world building and how it just kind of throws you into its world and just tells you to keep up or get the fuck out. Same director as the first three episodes of first four <laughs> episodes of Getter of Armageddon. Yeah, and he also did Big O. So like, I am I I have been hovering around this this person's work forever, and I feel like the day the earth stood still is this director's magnum opus on some level. And also, um, another collaborator on Big O is Chiaki Konoka, mm-hmm. who uh, was the writer for from a majority of Big O, who also was the writer for Serial Experiments Lane. Oh, uh, one nice. of my all time favorites that I want to do as a guide in at some point. I have to bring on one of my friends who's like an who's like a Lane expert because like I've seen Lane like five times and it's like one of those shows where it's like every time you watch it you understand it better. But I have friends who've seen it like five hundred times, so I need to get I need to bring like like an expert on like Lane deep lore. Ooh. Uh, as an, so that's well I'm holding off on doing Lane as a guide in until I I can secure an expert. Yeah. Because uh, I I see myself as like a Gundam expert. I am not a uh, I am not a, as much as I love Lane. I am not a Lane expert. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so we can do we'll do so. The next couple episodes will be we're going to be doing. I guess the next three we'll be doing. Um, do you want to do Do you want to do Giant Robo then two Yamato or do you want to do Yamato Giant Robo Yamato? Um, I want to do Giant Robo and then Yamato. Okay. Um, let's just watch Yamato and see if we can do that in one or two episodes, just depending on how we feel. Sure. Okay, cool. And now we got a, we got two episodes in the pipe, so we got a backlog again, so we're good. Um, you can follow us. Please follow us on SoundCloud if you uh, want to get our episodes immediately. Uh, please rate five on iTunes or whatever. At iTunes, most places just use uh, iTunes metrics, so... Yeah, well, any any podcasting app will probably have our podcasts. Uh, if you want to place a review, do it through iTunes, or if you can do it through a different podcast service, please do. We always want to get more people to listen to us because we love hearing ourselves talk, and we want to hear, and we want you to love hearing us talk as much as we do. Um. Yeah, and you can you can if you want to uh if you want to holler at us, as the youth say, haha. <laughs> um. You can email us at uh, mechtrospective at gmail.com um, and, you know, tell us how fucking wrong we are about the, the things we like and don't like. Because that's, you know, that's that's discourse. That's Content, discourse. baby. I'm assuming we have no emails? Nah. Okay. Um, no, new, no new reviews either, but we did have that one last episode, which was nice. Hell uh, yeah. You can follow us at Mechtrospective on Twitter, uh, pretty much on everything. That that's about everything. Uh, damn you, Buff Clan! God damn you, Buff Clan! We cry at uh, space I, ghosts. I cry at Carla. Carla got the fucking rawest deal. I just thank thank God for for Yoshiyuki Tomino. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this episode with my hottest take too. It's just gonna be lightning hot. The, the dramatic, the dramatic uh, Koichi Sugiyama score from the ending of the movie, when they're all flying to the new universe, is playing right now. 
and it's 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 all epic. It's 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 pumping me up. I think Yoshiyuki Tomino is more culturally important than Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, yeah, I agree. Play me off Sugiyama and then fall off a cliff and die. <laughs> <laughs>